Mo Hope is starting in the middle of the ground on the ball just to punk us all. And standing right next to her is Sarah Hosking, who's a possibility of being drafted on October 10 in the state draft for the AFL Women's National Competition. Peter Holton, Christy Williams with you, but the call to get us underway is Matthew Cox. Thank you very much. Umpire holds the ball along Skilly and the Champong to get us underway. And the Champong got the tap straight to the deck. Mo Hope wrapped up Hosking. Handball emerges from the pack in the hands of Hope, a looping handball over the top towards centre half forward for the Sharks. They almost get a kick inside attack in 50. Brought down though, handball comes away now. Lawrence Hope tackles her to the ground, ball in dispute, still at centre half forward for Nietzsche now. Kicks it inside attacking 50 in the Garner direction, didn't work out. And near getting back there for the Seaford is all wrapped up. The umpire should call for it. No, merged from the pack in favour of the Tigerettes and they get a clearing kick back in towards the middle. Almost a mark, not completed by Roland. But she'll get the free kick in the centre of RF Miles Reserve. Goes towards centre half forward with the kick. Works out in favour of the Sharks. Needs coming through. Try to get the handball over the top. Tigerettes back in possession. Conway got dumped. Dady bursting her way through the pack. Got a handball to a champon. Gets a clearing kick back towards the centre wing on the outer side. Seaford with the numbers. Lawrence with the footy. Comes towards the half-forward flank on the broadcast side. And a mark will be taken by Bonnet. 50 metres out from goal on the broadcast side. Looks left. Looks right. Now looks straight up the corridor. It's a wobbly kick. Inside attacking 50. Ball will bounce through for a minor score. I've left comments. Christy Williams. Well, the exact opposite of what we saw yesterday, there was absolutely no space for any player out there at the moment. Most drifted forward. And Penny Killer-Reed, captain of the St Kilda Sharks, and full-back, looks for Bruton, takes a mark, 40 out in defensive goal, works it towards the railway side of the ground, got to be good with the kick, one bounce got away from Harris, and the ball went over the boundary line and out of bounds, and Sarah Hoffman has to jump the fence and pitch the footing. Old school, throws it back including the Mobus in the background. They literally had to get a bus for them to come down here, <laughs> all 22 of them. As uh, oh. No, he has gone out of bounds in the pool. Okay, interesting call. Anyway, it's play on, back in the launch direction, went over her head, running out the back there to pick it up as Mia Ray Clifford, top one high over the shoulder, gets a free kick at half-back play. On the outer side of RF Moles Reserve, conditions here pretty good as it's kicked towards the centre wing. Garner comes out and takes the strong mark. Attacking side of centre wing, uh, sorry, defensive side of centre wing on the outer side for the Sharks. She goes long in the higher direction. Fist behind from plane. Brought the ball to ground and over the boundary line and out of play. We'll throw it in. Two and a half gone. First term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. It's the Tigerettes by point. So... No side kicking a goal yet. Moe still on 99. Ball up in the air. Champong wins the contest. Brought the ball to ground. Harris tries to feed it out to Davey. Davey tries to pick it up. Couldn't do so. Going hard with then Gillespie Jones. Head over the football. Wrapped up. Umpire comes in. Says no proper opportunity. And we'll call for a ball up. Caitlin Cox in the bottom of that pack. As the train goes past in the background. Ball throws up in the air. Going up for it is a champong. Ball brought to ground. Got fed out to Bruton. Bruton on the right boot. Going in the Garner direction. Got away from her. Fishing nearby in the contest. Garner had to go again. Colliding with her was plain. All wrapped up. Ball did pop out momentarily for Fisher. She tried to extract it. She gets caught. Umpire calls for a ball up. 50 out from the Sharks goal. They're attacking towards the the northern end. Trailing by a point. Three gone first term. A champong fists it down into a bit of space. Jones to run on to it for the Tigerettes. Danced her way around traffic. Got the handball back to Vigliarolo. We got stripped to the footy. Tigerettes still with possession. Garner comes in. Applies a great tackle. We'll get a ball up. 40 out from goal for the Sharks. 
It's intense early here at RF Miles Reserve. Tilly the tap, kick smothered from Vigliarolo. Ball emerges in Jones, gets a kick. That's smothered. Gardner coming through, paddling it towards the boundary line on the broadcast side. Now she's in trouble. Ball emerges from the pack, stays in play. Neves gets a kick in board. Higher juggles, doesn't complete the mark. Hosking threw it out of the contest to a near umpire called play on and the near takes a bounce at centre half back not a lot to go to kicks towards the centre wing on the broadcast side it's all the sharks kicking it along the ground and then picking it up is Kim Ebb the captain of the Tiger Reds goes towards half forward ball bounces past Boyd and will roll out of play Christy Williams tell you what we've seen four inside 50s in four minutes for Seaford and they're looking really dangerous when they get forward because they're holding their space which is the exact opposite of what they're doing in the midfield unfortunately and, well, someone from the crowd throws the ball back in the play. Well, the goal umpire does. This is unusual. <laughs> as it's Portsmouth down, cleared out by Kula Reed. Kula Reed now kicks it off the line. Mark taken by Mia Ray Clifford. She goes looking for Harris, who's got space out in the wing. Takes a mark and decides to go for a run. One bounce with the ball stuck, and it has to go back and get it again. While the pressure from Tilly kicks it now towards the high direction. Ball got away from her. Seaford run the ball off the half-back line, kicking long up the line. Bruton nearly cut it off. Ball hit the ground. Head over the pill and trying to uh, get it out there was Colwell. Umpire comes in, says she's wrapped up. Gillespie Jones jumps in. We call for a ball up. 55 out from Seaford's goal. On the outer side of RF Miles Reserve, a champong was looking for Davey. Couldn't collect it. Hosking all wrapped up from Bruton. Ball spills out of the contest. Clifford fight a handball out and the Sharks get a clearing kick towards centre wing on the outer side. They've got the footy. Was it touched off the boot? No. Hyatt couldn't complete the mark. Ball on the deck. Garner pushes it towards the boundary line. It will go out of play. 55 out from goal on the outer side of the ground for the Sharks. They trial by a point because the only score so far has been the Tigerettes minor one. Goodwin is watching Hope in the goal square. Hope still on 99 as the umpire throws the ball up at the 50-metre line. A champon brings the ball to ground. Davey head over the football, can't pick it up. And it's going to be the Tigerettes with a chance. They're trying to slap it forward. Did got it to Cox. Cox now getting in towards the middle of the ground. Fisher had it momentarily, went through her hands. And the Tigerettes moving towards it half forward. Killer Reed's got to commit to the contest. Ebb going with her. Ebb turned her inside out. Runs inside 50. Takes a bounce. Runs to 35. Kimberly Ebb just away to the left. Minus score, two behind the Tigerettes. So kill the Sharks, you have to score here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Christy Williams. Well, I got a little bit excited, I got a little bit excited with that one. That's, <coughs> pardon me, that's a difference though in the, in the polish and the finish with teams like Seaford and St. unfortunately, but excellent opportunity. As Kielari goes into the back pocket, Clifford takes the mark, out of side. Decides to go down along the boundary line, over the head of Davey. Bounces past Hosking, but she was able to gather it. Got a handball away to Gillespie Jones. Kick inside attacking 50. Wasn't that crash off, but works out in favour of the Tigerettes. Handball over the top to Cox. What? Cox has a shot on goal. Cox gets out first. These Prince looking a little bit wobbly on the Sharks. I don't even so much as think that they're looking wobbly as Seaford are just looking more intense. The, I don't think Secure are doing anything wrong in particular. They're just they're, they're lacking the intensity... Um, I, I think the intensity they're lacking is the ability to run both ways. It's something we see with a lot of a lot of midfielders that they're, they're always happy to go to run forward to see if they can kick a goal, but the really good ones run back as hard as they run forward, and that's that's what Seaford are doing a lot better at them at the moment. They're 
They're coming back to help out their defence, but the safest midfielders aren't, uh, the St Kilda midfielders, sorry, aren't doing that at the moment. Ball thrown up in the middle of the ground, a tampon wins the contest, Gox trying to feed the hand pass out, was trying to find Danielle Lawrence, who was taken away by Davey. She got on the left foot, and the mark going to be taken out there on the wing position by Rebecca Neves. Neves broadcast side here at RF Miles Reserve, gives up the hand pass to Davey. Davey on the right boot, heading in the high direction, spoiled from behind, ball close towards the boundary line, Tigerettes kick towards the wing position, good work there by Conway to let it go into some space. Killer read overran it. Conway win again. Fisher put her head over the football. Trying to get it clear. Bonnet's wrapped her up. And the umpire calls for a ball up. Half forward flank for the Tigerettes. Right in front of our broadcast position here at RF Miles Reserve. Tap down. Looking for Gardner. Got it to Davey. Wrapped up immediately by Thompson. Ball emerges from the pack though in the favour of Whitehead. Gets a kick along the boundary lines. Close to it. Chapman tries to keep it into play. Has two Tigerettes to beat. And Seaford win the contest. Get a kick towards the centre winger. Falcon there. Seaford <laughs> 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 who get a clearing kick away. Conway inside attacking 50. Ball on the deck in dispute. Going after it's Richie. Over the top. Davey intercepted the handball. Neves picks it up. Got stripped to the footy. Umpire calls play on. Ball close to the boundary line. They're searching for it. The umpire says, no, give it to me. I'll ball it up about a metre in from the boundary line. Half forward flake broadcast side for the Tiger Reds. Leading by eight points on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Ball up in the air. Whitehead trying to come away with it first, but got stripped away from her. Trying to get her head over the football there was Eberle. Can't quite extract it out. Now is the chance, and getting a hand pass out, Lawrence went to ground. A Chang Pong is there, sees the ball over, and will have a throw-in. On the look of it, there's no boundary umpires. No, there's there's not, and there's only two umpires as well, so this is going to be... I hope they brought their running mix today. Right. She looks very fit, that female yeah. umpire there, incredibly yeah. fit. You almost feel like asking the question, going, there's so many people here watching, surely you can go to two people, he's 20 bucks, just run the boundary, can't Absolutely. you? takes the ball out of the pack. Let's say Gilda Sharks captain, go towards centre-half forward. High tries to take a mark, drop the football on the pressure from playing, turn it inside out, left foot, here comes Marana Hope! She's taken the mark and hit the ground hard. Mo has hit the ground hard. 35 metres out. Gets up. Let's hope it's just a bit of a winded and it's not too serious. She is 35 metres out directly in front. It's like a, I wouldn't call it a mud patch, but it's a bare patch. I, I, just, I just think her, her knee and her ankle got stuck under her and, and as she got pushed to the ground le- completely legally there was, there was no fault of the defender there but she I think her knee gets stuck underneath her as she rolled which is obviously very very painful and hopefully just a bit of a jar. Will she get it on this kick? We've seen legends like Fred Cook miss it four or five times in a row yep. before they've no, got theirs. She'll get it. 35 out directly in front. Moana Hope yeah. close to play on the mark Ooh. and it drips away to the right. It is a minus score. She's still on 99. And that's the Sharks' first score of the game, mind you, at the 10-minute mark of the first turn. They're one behind. They're trailing Seaford, 1-2-8. As Seaford come towards the broadcast side, risky kick. Lawrence stood her ground and took the mark. Still inside defensive 50 for the Tigerettes. They've started well this afternoon here at RF Miles Reserve. A high kick, sitting underneath it and taking a good mark there with <laughs> Bailey. Kicks it inboard immediately to Davey. Takes the mark on the edge of the cricket pitch. Decides to go wide in the Garner direction and she just swallows it at half forward on the outer side. And she looks like she's going to go back and have a shot. Oh, Hope yeah. waiting in the goal square. Who would try to put like a screen on her? <laughs> but Garner. She, she could have the legs, she could have the legs missed, but it'd be nice to see it go out the back and a little topo go the line for a moment. 
Our player of the day a couple of weeks ago against Diamond Creek. Garner comes in, high ball's going to land in the goal square, and the Tigerettes take a mark through Viglia Rollo. Finally, Viglia Rollo goes for tip, tip, don't towards the pocket, one bouncing short for Lawrence under pressure from Chapman, with the hand pass back in for Defrance, Shannon Bell at her feet. Bell leaves it for her teammate to pick it up, it could be claimed here. Garner went in there and dispossessed her of the football. Fiona Reed lurking around, Lawrence gets it, then gets caught by Benici. Benici absolutely pickpocketed her, Benici from 20 and they're running onto the ground. They're jumping the fence. Moana Hope, 100 goals. It was Brittany Benici who pickpocketed the player in Lawrence at 35 out. Turned around, snapped it, went over Goodwin's head. Moana took the mark, nearly tripped over, decided to play on five metres out. Bang, 100. Two dogs. And they're the slowest dogs you'll ever see. At least get excited about it. Come on. Great result, isn't never, it? Never even the a camera... to do a, a pig's job. Fair <laughs> dinkum. Even the camera crew and the audio boom guy has come onto the ground. This is nuts. And they're still around there every, every year. Teammate bar two that are waiting on the interchange. They're taking a photo. Can we get on? They have stopped the clock. Uh, if you're the uh, and they're doing a, like a Maori um, dance at the same time. This is I've never seen anything like this. That's going to be one of the best 100 goal celebrations that we've ever seen. Incredible. I, I, I've seen on TV, obviously, the MCG, Eddie had Stadium, Lloyd, Franklin, etc. kick 100 and thousands of people run onto the ground and stop the game for five minutes. I have never actually seen them stop the game for the crowd to jump in and do a haka. I, I, I tell you, I don't know. I know it's a good occasion. It feels a little bit disrespectful to see for... Um, but anyway, the hundred goals is an incredible achievement, and hopefully that uh, that wakes them up a bit because they had a pretty poor start up until then. They're lucky they didn't have any smart accidents that killed side. They said, "No, nah, no, I'm going to go out and push this and shove somebody over and you know start a bit of a scrap." But there you are, it has happened. She's shaking hands with everyone, Moana, and shakes hands with the defender who she kicked the hundred against in Michelle Goodwin. Moana Hope, the first woman in the Victorian Football League women's competition to kick 100. And um, what they're talking about is they're taking the football off the ground and they're getting a replacement football. So it looks like the football they kicked 100 with, they're saving aside for obviously signatures, autographs, whatever, later on, and they're getting a brand-new football out. Goodness me. I was going to say, just use any football. No one would know the difference anyway, Scott Alley. So there you are. We've literally stopped for about five minutes. The clock has stopped at the 12-minute mark. One point the difference, by the way. Seaford, 128, including St Kilda Sharks, 117. We've had the crowd run the ground, the camera, the audio boom guy, the hucker, the change of footballs. Clocks, you get us back underway again. Yeah, there's a footy match that's uh, on here at RF Moles Reserve too. As Gardner got one in the back. Umpire called play on. Whitehead. Handball, though, intercepted by Lawrence. Got a looping one towards centre-half forward. Play down for the Tigerettes. High ball back in board to Chapman. Takes the mark for the Sharks. 
assesses her options in the middle of RF Miles Reserve. High ball in the higher direction. Couldn't complete the mark. Good contest applied by Conway. Pushes the ball towards the boundary line. George goes in after it for the Sharks. The umpire says, give it to me. I'll ball it up. Half forward flank. Broadcast side for St Kilda. They are 1-1-7. The Tigerettes, 1-2-8. 12.5 gone. First term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Chapman tried to feed the handball out to Hyatt. It was claimed immediately, and the umpire says, give it to me, I'll board up. Still on the half-board flank, broadcast side. As the umpire takes the football back, throws it up in the air, high to go up in the contest. Gillespie Jones won the ball down. Overrunning it there was Whitehead, got dispossessed, but Nietzsche barred the way in, got the hand pass out over the top, looking for Chapman to try and run on to. Going in there, Gillespie Jones again, close towards the boundary line. Chapman as well, though, takes up the cameraman, and the ball is over the boundary line and out of bounds. We haven't got a, a PQ on the ground. We do have a dog in a shark costume. <laughs> what? Why didn't they send that dog out to celebrate? The Nietzsche head pass back. Hyatt gets tackled, and the umpire again will come in and call for another ball. It is a bizarre day, isn't it, here at RF Miles? That would have been, been a great photo, that dog running out in the ground to celebrate. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Take it away again, Chapman. Barrett the way through. Looks the hand pass. Got some on the ground. Got it out to Killary. Killary kicked around the corner. Going out afterwards, Mo Hope was there as well. So is Harris. Taken away by Gillespie Jones, who had to fend off Mo Hope. Goes for a looping hand pass over the top, looking for uh, looking Patton Cox to run onto, but ran out of space, and the ball went over the boundary line and out of bounds. And we will call for a throw in. So again, we've got everything possible except two boundary umpires. <laughs> <laughs> what a day! Kate, Kate Thompson, the player that came off the seat, the two that got put down in the middle, just receiving some treatment. On the bench, there's, I, I, there's a collision between a Champong and Hosking. I should just quickly mention, of course, the game was originally going to start at 2 o'clock in the middle of the week, the league changed to 12. So let's hope the boundary up five seven thought it was still at 2 and Charles. Is there a game on here? As Hosking has a free kick in the back pocket, out of sight. We had a wonderful day here at RF Bowls Reserve. Infringed in the contest. Free kick will be going the way of the Sharks. And Colwell will take the free kick. Centre wing on the outer side. As Bailey on in the middle, ignored. Goes down the boundary line. High kick over the top of the contest. Garner may have got a shove in the back. Umpire call play on. Gillespie Jones looping handball over the top. Whitehead intercepted. Then claimed by Gillespie Jones. Ball emerges from the pack. Kula Reed tries to get one back to Tilly Lucas Rod. And a handball further the field to Colwell. Tipped it up looking for Chapman. It was a bit too hot for her. And it's all wrapped up between centre wing and half forward on the outer side for the Sharks. They are 117, Seaford 128. Back underway on the outer side. Coming in over the top, Tilly Lucas Rod. The umpire letting things go. Should call for it here and does just that. Still between centre wing and half forward on the outer side for the Sharks. Oh, and I hope has kicked her 100th goal. How many will she kick? To finish the home and away season is now the question. Gardner got dispossessed of the footy. Then a high kick from Seaford in towards the middle of the ground. Richie sitting underneath it. Punch from behind from the Tigerettes. Brings the ball to ground. Handball out of the contest from Lawrence. Gillespie Jones runs away from the pack. Takes a bounce. Runs to 50. Davy on her hammer. Davy almost collected her. Gillespie Jones did well to fend her off. Shot on goal. Bounces away and will go out of play. Boundary throw in forward pocket on the outer side for the Tiger Reds. Tell you what, uh, 
It's nice to be going to the very big body that you'd be a brave person to ever take on Brianna Davy one and one in the second. Nicole well goes up in the contest, wins the punch, tries to get it forward, possibly for Rayside to try and run onto, but the ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds. We'll have a, uh, instead of a throw in, we'll have the umpire, this is like school footy where the umpire used to, uh, I don't oh, no. giving away a free it's kick. The, the last touch rule, oh, I think. This is, oh. and the kick at goal has just hit the post. This is, <laughs> I, 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 it's bizarre. <laughs> It's because there's no doubt. It's just decided to give it to the nearest person and play on and instead of balling it up. I, I, I can't figure it out. This is a bizarre day. <laughs> what a way to finish the inaugural VFL women's home and away season. There's a long kick in now. Has anybody touched this? Oh. Or did she? Well, with this, again, so there's no doubt about that. Oh. So it's a guessing game. I mean, there's so many people stick around. Someone, for God's sake, run the boundary. <laughs> well, I, I think she actually didn't get a finger on that time <laughs> anyway. Either way, the field umpire brought it back into play, and we got a ball up. Handball emerges in favour of Bury. High kick inside, attacking 50, looking for Boyd, also running with her, Richie. Sees the ball go back over the boundary line and out of play. Goal umpire coming in. Looks like he's going to toss it back into play. Right beside the behind post in the right forward pocket for the Tigerettes. Goes over the contest to Champong. Tried to get the double tap. Ball wrapped up immediately by Boyd. The umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. 30 out from goal for the Tigerettes. And Tigerettes leading by two points as up in the air it goes. The Champong wins it. And straight down the throat there of Conway who gets immediately wrapped up by Gardner. And the umpire will call for a ball up once more. 25 out from the Tigerettes goal. Away we go again, trying to do the ruck work is Boyd. Davey, fit out the hand pass, knees in trouble. Whitehead calls for it, receives. Feeds off quickly to Davey. Davey takes a bounce, doing defensive 50. Then kicks it in the Garner direction. Half-back flank, broadcast side. Takes a strong mark against her opponent, Viglia Rollo. Kicks further up the line, though. Got to be good with the kick, but Nietzsche tried to get from behind. Not enough fight on it, but Emily uh, said it was touched and trying to come away with it. Got caught. Hand pass over the top. Was courtesy of Bonnet. Got her a teammate who went up towards the half-forward flank position. Taken away. They all absolutely dropped like a hot spot there by Laura Bailey and the resulting free kick is going the way of Stacey Conway who gets going with a chip kick towards the half-fourth flank close towards the boundary line will it stay in going in there is Gardner trying to get a hand pass out Gillespie Jones Davey put her head over the ball still in play hand pass out to Gardner who's technically out but there's no boundary to fire hand passes to a champong a champong kicks it high towards the middle of the ground Cox oh, went through her hands should have swallowed that one jumping in there is Shannon Bell to make a contest Chapman jumps over the top of her and the umpire calls for a bounce in the centre. The two-point lead in favour of the Tigerettes. 139 plays 117. Back underway. Chapman goes in after it for the Sharks. Handballs back to Bailey. Chip kick over the top to George. Goes over the boundary line. The trainer the 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 puts his hand up. It's all happening here at RF Mall. If you two want to cooperate on the headset to start running the boundary. Actually, that'd be quite funny. You know, that <laughs> Chapman. Mate, I think no boundary applies. We'll get a ball up. Set a wing on the broadcast side. Clear the way. Throw the ball up there. Champ on to go up in this contest and this occasion uh, versus Welsh. Welsh won it down. Trying to come away with it was Lawrence all wrapped up there. Tackle laid on by Ali George. About to play a court with it was Bianca Jones. 
Cockrell ball up. Score at the moment as we hit the 20-minute mark. 139 secret, 117 the St Kilda Sharks. Mo Hope, the only goal kicker for the Sharks. And that's a 100. Who's hitting the 12-minute mark. Trying to come away with it is Chapman. Chapman dancing, dancing, dancing. Then gets the hand pass to Bruton. Bruton up the line with the kick. Garner! Oh, what a mark! <laughs> Meeting the sandwich but stood up strong. Gets on the right boot. Half-fourth play position. Too much juice in the kick. One, two bounces over the boundary line and we'll have a throw in. That's an incredible contested mark. In between, between two players and probably the shortest of the three players. And instead, she's such, such good hands, Jasmine Garner. And you'd like to see her take the, that next step in the competition. Ball back underway, half-forward flank broadcast side. Kilderee tried to come through with a footy, got dispossessed. And eventually works out in favour of the Sharks. Acute kick, inside attacking, 50, bouncing ball. No hope, ran past it. Everly getting back, should rush this through and does. So another minor score for the Sharks. They move to one two eight, trailing it by a point. Tigerettes 139. Here on girlsplayfooty.com radio, we've ticked over 21 minutes in the first turn. Playing to bring the ball back into play for the Tigerettes. Looking towards the broadcast side, goes long and high. Bit of a hook on the kick and goes towards true centre half back. But Hyatt read it best for the Sharks. Took the ball, decided centre it, looking for Whitehead. Whitehead takes the mark, decides to play on, pops it up. No, 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 no. Cut off by Goodwin. <laughs> Good read of the ball. Goodwin went the angle as well and took a great mark. The slips catch, the fantastic mark. And she looks further afield for some options. Cox says, come to this side, and she goes to the other side. And it goes through the fingertips there of Everly, who couldn't hang on to it. Having to go in there is Jones, fed out the hand pass, getting to Big Leo Rollo, in towards the centre of the ground, bouncing ball, overran it, and had to go back in again as Laura Bailey tries to trap it on the wicket in the middle of the ground. The umpire will blow the whistle. Corporal ball up between centre and centre half court for the Sharks. 139, the Tigerettes, the Sharks, 128. Fisted down towards Bruton, went without it. Trying to follow it up now, Colwell. Handball out of the contest to Fisher. Wax it on the boot towards the half forward flank on the outer side. Just bounced awkwardly for Telly Lucas Rod, but follows up her work. Handball's in board to Colwell. Runs around a bit of traffic, dodged two tackles. The handball went astray. It'll be all wrapped up. Neves fists it out of the contest. Jones running onto it. For the Tigerettes, wheels around on the right. High kick towards centre wing. Kulareed parked underneath and takes the mark. Assesses her options. Goes towards centre half forward. Bruton coming late though. Bonnet was able to cause a spoil. Whitehead now. Big kick. Inside attacking. Oh. 50. Oh, just slipped through the fingers of Mo Hope. Ball on the deck in dispute. Hope trying to follow it up. She's claimed. The umpire should come in and say, give it to me. I'll ball it up. 40 metres out from goal. The Sharks trailing by a point nearing quarter time here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Ball up in the air, taken away by Sarah Hosking. Fit out the quick hand pass to play to keep in towards the middle of the ground. Slipping in a slight and Leah Rayclip couldn't trap it. In goes Kula Reed for support. She gets tackled by Roland. Up by blows the whistle and says she got rid of it and then got slung. So it's a free kick to the Sharks captain, Kula Reed. Decides to go in the direction of Fisher. Awkward kick. Did her no favours. Could be a turnover here. Roland picks out the hand pass. Has to chase up her own handball. Tries to now get it back to Lawrence, who overran it. Has to go back and try and pick it up. Tough footy. Now hand passes back in. Board numbers on. As they kick it in towards the middle of the ground. Cut off there. Bailey doing an excellent job. In goes Bruton. Then decided, well, I guess, kick it off the ground. Cox tried to make a contest of it. Maybe one in the back there. Up by one page. That is Ali George's on the bottom of the deck. And the umpire blows the whistle. Calls for a ball up. As we've got a minute remaining here in the first term. It's a one-point lead to Seaford. 
Paul up back in the middle. Tilly got the tap down, white edge, stripped the tackle, got a kick towards the centre wing on the broadcast side. Handball now, looking for George, didn't work out too well. Conway paddling it towards the boundary line. Goes out of play. The umpire says throw it in, but there's no one to throw it in, so she has to go and retrieve it herself. This is like when school footy used to play, and you had no doubt the coach who was the umpire had to get the ball, run back in five metres, throw it up, and away you went. There's the field umpire, gives us a ball up. Tilly again, the tap to the deck. Bailey coming through, dodged the tackle, coughed it up though to Gillespie Jones, fed it back out to Tilly. The Tigerettes get a clearing kick, one bounce and over the boundary line and out of play between centre wing and half forward on the broadcast side for the Tigerettes. Nearing quarter time here at RF Miles Reserve. There's the field umpire, brings it back into play and we'll ball it up. Tilly and Colwell, Colwell pissed it down, playing, trying to come through, high tackle going the way of Seaford. As the taker will be playing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she wants to have a shot. But, uh, oh, she got onto it. High ball. It's going to land about 20 metres out from the goal. The answer. <laughs> Richie. So quarter time here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. It is 1-3-9. The Tigerettes leading the Sharks 1-2-8. But the big story here, Christy, is that No Hope has her 100th goal. It's good to get it out of the way so we can get on with the rest of the footy day. It's a very long delay now. I don't think even if someone broke down leg that we delayed the game for that long. But anyway, um, r- really, really telling signs for St Kilda after, after a, not a poor start, but a very sluggish start. And... For for 13 clearances for the quarter to only five for Seaford, despite the Seaford rucks, I think, getting the jump on the Champong, who's a fantastic ruckman in her own right. She was being out-tapped at almost every opportunity, but St. and obviously Bree Davies, a very strong clearance player, but they, they, looked for, they looked for space really well, and, and they stayed patient, which is a good sign ahead of the final series that they were challenged. But they, they took it on and they just remained patient and they allowed their dominance to then flow through. And it's good signs, I think. That, that's an excellent word, patience, because you know if you come up against Darabin, whether it be major semi-final or the grand final, you know Darabin's just going to keep coming at you. Even if you're ahead, they're going to keep coming at you. And that stage is going to be ahead of you. And I guess patience and not losing your head when that happens. And yeah, that was the key because they looked very unsettled early on, obviously, with the big occasion had a right to be, but uh, Tigerettes, they brought the pressure and intensity, and it's good to see that they're in front, even though it is by a point, but uh, they're putting on a contest here at RF Miles Reserve. They brought the intensity, the Sharks brought the harker. (laughs) 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 It's certainly something we've never seen before. Goal kickers at quarter time. One from Moana Ho for the St Kilda Sharks, and that was goal number 100 at the 12th minute mark of the first turn. Seaford Tigerettes, Caitlin Cox, their only goal picker. So, 139 Seaford, St Kilda Sharks, 128. We're back on the other side of this break here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Have you ever dreamed of quad biking in the wilderness of the Northern Territory? Or becoming a greaser on a 100-year-old steam tug? Personally, I rather fancy a bit of frog spotting myself. The point is, whatever you choose, volunteering is about being involved, getting things done, and making a difference. Participate, activate, and create. Volunteer today. Visit www.govolunteer.com.au. 
Hardco Home and Body is a local family business that manufacture all their own natural candles and body range. Visit one of their six kiosk stores in major shopping centres throughout Melbourne or their recently opened new homeware store at Casey Central, Nary Warren, featuring many local Australian designers and their unique high-end pieces. To find your nearest store or to buy online, head to hardco.com.au. That's hardco.com.au. Hardco Home and Body, proudly sponsoring the CFIT Tigerettes. Hi, I'm here to talk about the Reading Writing Hotline. It's a service that helps adults who can't read and write as well as they'd like to. The number is 1300 655 06. Give them a call if you know somebody who needs help with reading and writing. It's never too late to learn, and it's easier than you'd think. 1300 655 06, the Reading Writing Hotline. 1300 655 I've been a lifeline volunteer for five years now. I became one after I came out the other side of a rough patch. I thought, well, people help me and now things are good. So it's time to give something back. Thing is, with the training and skills that we get... It's really helped me in my own life with work and relationships. And I've made some great friends. I guess helping other people is... A great way to help yourself. Become a lifeline volunteer and make a difference to people's lives, including yours. Call now or visit our website. This is Danny Green. On a night out just like this, take it from me. One punch can be deadly. Thrown in anger, without warning, without gloves, it can kill. One punch can end their life and ruin yours. It takes grunt to throw it. It takes guts to walk away. One punch can be deadly. Authorised and spoken by Danny Green, Perth. The symptoms of ovarian cancer sound like part of every woman's life. Abdominal bloating, abdominal or back pain, appetite loss, changes in toilet habits, unexplained weight gain or loss, indigestion or heartburn, and fatigue. But if these symptoms are unusual for you and they persist, please see your doctor. For more information, visit the Ovarian Cancer Program website at nbocc.org.au. I usually wear white. And I prefer black. But lately, we've been getting into orange. When you're wearing SES orange, you know you're making a difference. And you're learning great new skills. You'd be surprised how good you'll feel in orange. The Victoria State Emergency Service is recruiting volunteers now for a broad range of roles. Visit ses.vic.gov.au or call 1300-842-737 and find out if orange is right for you. Authorised by Victoria State Emergency Service Melbourne. Spoken by Emery A. Smallwood. Live across the realm. This is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. Indeed, it is our match of the day. The Seaford Tigerettes versus the St Kilda Sharks here at Half Miles Reserve, where it's a one-point lead to Seaford over the Sharks, uh, one three nine to one two eight. But the big occasion happened at the 12-minute mark, 12 minutes and five seconds exactly in the first term when Moana Hope uh, kicked her 100th goal. It was a possession of play where Brittany Bonici pickpocketed a Seaford player, 35 out from goal, went with a snap around the body. Hope versus Goodwin in the square. Both fell to ground, but Hope just managed to keep her feet to get up quickly. Went for the snap in the goal square, and that's all she wrote. Good bit of play by Benici too. Second game back. Second or third? Second game back. But uh, good to see that she's back in the side too, making a valued contribution. But as we say, the historic moment has happened. How many she kicked this afternoon, Christy? <laughs> 
Well, she's kicked one, but I think it's the other 99 that people are pretty excited about. <laughs> <laughs> just quietly, there's Cecilia McIntosh somewhere just going, yep, but there was none on me in that game. <laughs> <laughs> Up by holds the ball off to get us underway for the second quarter. Here's Matthew Cox. Thank you very much, Peter Holden. One point lead to the Tigerettes. Back underway. A tampon. Got a fingertip to it. Benici just burst her way through the contest. High ball inside attacking 50. Bruton sitting underneath it. Punch from behind from Plain. Ball to ground. Bruton followed up. Got stripped to the footy by Vigliarolo. Going in after it now. Garner. Ball all wrapped up. Vigliarolo applying the tackle. We'll get a ball up. Inside attacking 50 on the outer side for the Sharks. They are 128. Seaford 139. Back underway. Welch doing the ruck work that time around for the Tigerettes. Ball's all wrapped up. Again, Vigliarolo applying the tackle. Another ball up. 40 out from goal on the outer side. I have some good news. One boundary umpire has showed up. So we get one side of the ground looked <laughs> after. As uh, it's kicked away. Trying to take away is Lawrence. Lawrence gets caught straight away by Gilder. Whitehead with her as well. Ball still free and hit the ground. Hand pass came out. Tilly Lucas Rod sets it up. No matter. Hopeless is good one. Oh, she up. Muscled it. Ball bouncing away. Trying to control it. There is Jones. He's very close to the boundary line. No umpire there to say if she went out or not. So she goes for a clearing kick. Over the head of knees the Sharks though who will take it back half forward flank decides to square it up the hot spot 30 out Garner just through her fingertips couldn't hang on to it ball went out the back door taken away by a near went right and left came back to the broadcast side went with a short kick found Sarah Hosking Hosking kicks along the boundary line Gillespie Jones will take the mark 50 out from defensive goal on the broadcast side high kick towards the centre wing a champong sitting underneath it takes a strong mark searches for options Decides to go inboard. Tilly Lucas Rod had a contest on there with Bury. Was able to win the footy and kick it towards the half forward flank on the outer side. Harris running after it. Fe- feeds the handball back to Benici. Benici over the top, searching for Tilly Lucas Rod. Couldn't take the footy. Ball on the deck. Benici goes back in after it. The umpire says, Give it to me. I'll ball it up between uh, centre wing and half forward. The Harker crew's just gone past us as well. <laughs> we want to see a repeat after the game. We'll have to ask him. It was a great performance. <laughs> Ball back underway. Get their uh, own. Be great for radio, wouldn't it? Can't see it. All <laughs> yeah, over exactly. the top to Hosking. <laughs> up and under kick. It should go out on the full. And the boundary umpire out there calls it. So we'll get a free kick going the way of the Sharks. So an opportunity here for Mia Ray Clifford with the ball forward of centre on the railway side of the ground. Looking ahead for some options. Gilda presented. Ignored. Goes for the longer high kick in the Garner direction. Went through her hands out the back, close towards the boundary line. Is going to be seen over by Eberly of the Tigerettes. On special comments, Christy Williams. Well, that's five inside 50s already, and we've only seen two, two minutes gone pretty much, so they're on fire early. Ball thrown back into play. Eberly brings the ball to ground, trying to uh, come away with a big wheel roller. Couldn't quite pick it up. Garner tries to make a contest of it. Tries to wrap up the opponent. Ball hit the ground. Garner wants to go once more. Chapman with support. In goes Sarah Hosking as well, can't extract it. Garner once more, wrapping her up as Welsh, and we'll call for a ball up in the forward pocket for the St Kilda Sharks. Welsh and Garner. Garner got the tap. Gillespie Jones hovering, trying to feed the handball out to Eberly. Gets a chip kick over the top, didn't call the distance. Umpire called play on. Gillespie Jones just whacks it on the boot. High kick, Davey swallows it on the half forward flank out of side. Goes inboard with a kick. High one, sitting underneath it and taking the mark. Emily Gilder. Slight angle. In fact, let's make it directly in front, 30 out. Good one wearing Mo Hope, literally like a glove. It's literally not standing any more than a metre away from her. It's like she's handcuffed to her. 
not giving her anything this afternoon as Gilda comes in to put the Sharks in front. No, just away to the left. Minus score. Scores a level here at RF Miles Reserve. One three nine apiece. And frenetic start from St Kilda in the sense that they've got a lot of a lot of space in their forward fifty, but Seaford are standing really strong at the moment. As the kick towards the contest is going to be taken by Whitehead. Going to come in the back from Gillespie Jones. In goes Bruton. Can't extract it. And uh, umpire blows the whistle and will call for a ball up. 45 metres out from goal. Up in the air it goes. Away we go again. Welsh put it straight down the throat there. Gillespie Jones got caught straight away by Chapman. And again will call for another ball up. Still in the 450 here for the Sharks. Away we go again. Colwell did the ruck work. Bruton couldn't get onto it. Whitehead, another possession. Getting in over the top, Ebb. But it was out to a champong to knees. Great smother from Sarah Hosking. And the ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds for a throw in 50 metres out from the Sharks. They're going to the southern end. She doesn't quite have the the breakthroughs kind of through the pack speed of her sister but she's a fantastic player and she's really doing some really good one percenters here Hosking. Five gone, second term Gillespie Jones tried to row the footy off the contest, playing a different role this afternoon Gillespie Jones ball pushed towards the boundary line on the broadcast side, Jones kept it into play, Hosking got stripped of the footy Davey coming through, tries to collect does, now tried to shove off Gillespie Jones and went to ground ball emerges with a champong, she's wrapped up, handball backwards to Neves, close to the boundary line, kick back inboard almost the mark, not completed by the Tiger Reds, they get a clearing kick out of defence though, went through the fingers of Lawrence Benici, all wrapped up trying to get the handball out of the pack. She does. Colwell tried to get it to Whitehead. Too hot. Ball back on the deck. Merges in favour of Eberly. Tried to get it inboard to Cox. Couldn't take it cleanly. Colwell goes back in after it. Got the handball to Tilly Lucas Rod, who's all wrapped up. And the umpire oh. says that's holding the ball. Free oh, kick to go the way of put Tim it Ebb. on the ground and very quickly got it back up. Almost gave away the 25. Tim Ebb now goes towards centre-half. Fourth position was trying to find Dury. Got knocked out of her hands. Caitlin Cox there as well. But it's cleaned up by Fisher. And she kicks it away here for the St Kilda Sharks. Out towards the wing position. Trying to dance around a bit here as Ania. Gave up the quick hand pass to Vic Rollo, who got it to Gillespie Jones. Take Gillespie Jones long on the right hand side. The forward line was looking for Jessica Boyd. Ball bounced away from her and Penny Killer-Reed. And we'll have a throw in 45 metres out from the Seaford goal, heading towards the northern end. Scores are tied up here. The six-minute mark of the second term, 1-3-9 apiece. Great intensity from the Tigerettes. Back into play. Ball hit the ground. Mia Ray Clifford going after it. Kicked the ball along the carpet. It's intercepted by Bury. who got rid of it under pressure and copped it up to Knees. Knees gave it off to Gartner, who now kicks up towards the wing position in a one-on-one contest. Ball on wing. Straight to the legs there of Gilder, who couldn't collect it. Bury chased up her own kick. Hand pass to Cox, who sold the candy. Got rid of another one. Gave it off to Gillespie Jones. Hand pass back under pressure. Was trying to find Everly, who got turned over. Garner went back trying to find Whitehead. Whitehead under pressure to Cox. Cox lost the football. In goes Davey. Gillespie Jones scrapping with her in the cricket pitch. Hatching it as Davey could get pinned here. The umpire says no prior. Will call for a ball up. It's very hard for them to get proper side of football with only one or two of them out there. A champong got the tap. Tilly Lucas Rod kicked it as she was spun around. Ball bobbling around centre half forward for the Sharks. Garner chasing after it. An ear on her hammer. Now wrapped up by Vigliarolo there in support for the Tigerettes. We'll get a ball up 45 metres out from goal. 
on the outer side for the Sharks. Scores are level here at RF Miles Reserve. Seven and a half gone second term on girlsplayfooty.com radio. The tap fell into the hands of Everly. Handball out wide to Gillespie Jones. High kick towards the centre wing on the outer side. Davey and Thompson going after it. And Davey took the mark. Plays on. Runs inside, attacking 50. High kick in the hope direction. Put one hand out. Couldn't take the mark, but was able to gather a kick along the ground. Just went to the near side. Minor score. Does put the Sharks in front for the first time here at RF Miles Reserve. 1-4-10 plays 1-3-9. As we wait for the ball to come back into play, I think it might be playing. They'll be kicking it back in. At full back. For some options further afield. On the broadcast side. Works out okay. Well, waited kick to Madeline Tilly. Tilly in the back pocket. Goes further up the line. Cox is there. Sarah Hosking, a champion from behind, brought the ball to ground. Fed out there by Boyd. Chain of hand passes to Bell. Bell nearly fucking into a teammate in the back of the head. And Thompson, ball got turned over. Whitehead, good foresight. You could just see she was going to think for Mo Hope. And then just a glance to the right, she saw Gilda was by herself in the pocket. Hit her, and she has an opportunity now to score from 25 metres out. Slight angle, Gilda... Not confident with the kick, and it shows it's just a way to the left. Minus score, 1-5-11. St Kilda Sharks, Secret Tiger, it's 1-3-9. Time, it's gone. Second turn. Didn't take very long with their kick there, and only what, about two metres back from the mark, so I'd like to see her show a little bit more composure and back her ability there. High kick back into play. It's a risky one. Bruton came in with a fist. Whitehead got it to Davey. Davey went backwards to Garner. Garner went in board. Getting the kick short now. Bailey, Tilly Lucas Rod plays on, runs to 45. Fantastic. Kicks her first of the afternoon, and the Sharks now out to an eight point lead. 2 5 17 plays 1 3 9 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Approaching the 10 minute mark of the second term. Christy Williams. So that's the 12th inside 50 there. Now, Seaford have rebounded it out of that. 10 times, so it is coming back out a bit, but the 12 inside 50s, they're absolutely flooding it in there, and what looks much more dangerous is the forwards are maintaining their shape, and the midfielders are lowering their eyes, which is good, which often if someone's wearing one defend, one forward like mine, I hope, like a glove, it means the rest of them are more free, and that's what's happening at the moment. Ball up in the middle of the ground, away again, and Champon brings the ball to ground, but it's one out here for the Tigerettes, and and the kick that was just partially cut off by Mia Ray Clifford, and was a kick originally by Plain, is going to be sent back from whence it came. Gardner gets run down from behind. Crunch into the ground. And the umpire says, that's an excellent tackle, Caitlin Cox, and you get a free kick. And she has the ball in the centre of the ground. Wanted to give up the hand pass. Hey. And 25. Gardner got sucked in because what happened, Caitlin faked. She thought about going the hand pass. Gardner went too early before the umpire called play on. So that gives that 25. To now bring it about 60 metres out from goal. Wobbly kick out towards the half-fourth flank. Sets a task here for Lawrence. She's got to dance around Lucas Rod and Kula Reed. Spinning around in circles. Hair pass back. Pressure from Whitehead. Close towards the boundary line. So playing dropped it. And we'll have a throw in about 35 metres out from the Tigerettes goal. Eight-point lead to the Sharks. 11 gone second term on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Throw-in went over the top of the contest. Davey coming through. Gave the fend off and then a chip kick over the top. On the half volley, Tilly Lucas-Rod took it. Kicks it into the middle. Gilda sitting underneath it. Now has a contest. 
Didn't take it cleanly. Ball on the deck in dispute in the middle of RF Moles Reserve. Neves emerges with the footy. High kick inside attacking 50. Hope takes the mark. 45 metres out. Wheels around. Plays on directly in front. Bacon gold square. Pops through for her second. Number 101, Chrissy Williams. And, uh... 101 isn't any less important than the 100. It might be a milestone for everyone else, but out in the field, my hope just wants goals, 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 and that's a fantastic kick from about almost 50 out, and uh, it's starting to really open up now for the Sharks. And, of course, as we joke, 101, a record-breaking goal. 102 will be a record-breaking goal, and so on. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, milking it for as long as you can there, <laughs> yeah, Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Up by with the ball back in the middle of the ground, throws it up in the air, away we go again, Colwell in the contest, one it down, a champ of the Pummy, uh, Gillespie Jones trying to take it away, but Garner end up with it, that was almost a one-handed throw, the umpire agrees, and says that's going to be a free kick going the way of Lawrence, and Lawrence with the pill, looking further afield for some options, what can she do, she gets on the right, going along in the boy direction, ball hit the ground, Davey's going to be first to it, getting tackled, but got a hand pass away to Fisher. Fisher, long right boot kick, heading in the Garner direction. Viglia Rollo going with her. There goes uh, Benici, slipped over a fellow on a Kyber pass. Hand pass backwards, Viglia Rollo managed to get rid of it. Trying to get it to a teammate under pressure there in a near who got dispossessed. Garner fed the ball out to Gilda. Gilda's going to get caught from behind by Hosking. And then here, got it back to Hosking, who got claimed by Hyatt. Ball hit the ground. They're going to come away with it, the Tiger Reds, and they'll find Plain. Plain on the half-back flank, far side. Decides to go straight up the middle with the kick. Kelly Lucas right getting back, takes the mark. The Sharks, she'll go short to Davey. Takes the mark on the cricket pitches. The Dogs just walked into our commentary box. The Shark, Fisher. the Shark. The Shark Dog. Fisher takes the mark, centre wing on the broadcast side. High kick in the high direction, just went past her. Everly chasing it back towards the boundary line. We'll go out of play, forward pocket broadcast side. You don't you know they're filming the new Sharknado movie here, and that's the <laughs> character. <laughs> 14-point lead to the Sharks. 3-5, 23 plays, 1-3-9. We've gone 13 and a half minutes. Ball back in as uh, bringing the ball to ground. Welsh. Plain is there. Can't get it out. Gilda and Benici, I think, on the bottom of that. The umpire will call for a ball up. Still on the forward line here for the Sharks. Wait for it to be thrown up in the air. Away we go again. One out this time by Hyatt. But still in the middle of a traffic jam. Benici goes burying in through the legs there of Lawrence. Gardner, hand pass under pressure. Hosking late the tackle. The smart football. Gillespie Jones got the hand pass out to Plain. Plain went hand pass back in. Boards. Gillespie Jones calls for it again. Gillespie Jones feeds off another hand pass. They moved it further afield. Going going in there again is uh, the player in... Cl- it wasn't Clark by me. It was Everly got turned over. Plain jumps in. Chapman as well can't extract it. Back 46, I think Sanders, I believe, as the ball is fed out. Now going around and dancing with a kick is Conway. Went further up the line. Intercepted by Fisher. He took it off one bounce. Got caught. Hand pass away. Then Roland intercepted. She went for the boundary line, and she almost found it. Ball remained in there for the Sharks. Kick further up the line. Garda tries to go for it. Hand pass to Whitehead. Whitehead in the centre of the ground. Went on the left. Height gave a big old shove. And the umpire says that's in the back. Free kick going the way of Everly. Centre half back for the Tiger Reds, trailing by 14 points. Searches for options on centre half back. 
High ball, going to fall into the hands of Bruton. She plays on, runs to 60 out from goal. High kick in towards the pocket. Hope on the end of it. Just bounced past her. Keats it into play. Snap around the body. Dribbling ball at the top of the goal square. Didn't get there. Bell for the Tigerettes. Kicks it inboard to Hosking. Didn't take the mark cleanly. Ball back on the deck in dispute. Hope goes after it. Handball inboard to Hyatt who just tapped it down to Chapman. Ran into trouble. Then went to ground. Ball emerges in favour of the Tigerettes. But Garner comes in and applies a great tackle. The umpire says holding the ball. Garner to get a shot on goal. Directly in front. 35 metres out, Christy Williams. My hope is very clever at her dribble kicks, but even she can't make defenders disappear. And I think she thought that she... The defender was invisible and the ball goes straight through her. Garner comes in looking for her first of the afternoon. Goes straight over the top of the goal umpire's hat. And the Sharks beginning to run away with it now. 20 point lead at the 16 minute mark of the second term. 4 5 29 plays 1 3 9 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Christy Williams. Yeah, that's their 16th inside 50. And look, the uncontested marks are starting to rack up again. That's a six uncontested mark they've, they've now taken. And they're really starting to control the, the tempo of the game. And, and in the first quarter, when Seaford were remaining a lot more competitive, they were, they were making them contested marks. They were bringing it to ground. Unfortunately, they can't do it at the moment. A tampon brings the ball to ground. Lawrence overran it. Having to go in the contest as well. Harris tries to extract it. Can't do so. And the umpire's going to come in and call for a ball up. Bruton's looking on. No, he allows play to go on. Trapping it at the bottom of that pack was Bury. And now he blows the whistle. And we'll have that ball up on the wing position. Railway side off the ground. Walsh won it. Brought it to ground. Chapman tried to fire a hand pass over the top. Was looking for Bruton. And it got kicked away from her by Sarah Hosking, who kicks along the ground again at Spark Football, but it's four on four here. <laughs> what a bump laid on by Hosking. Get out of my way. That's what she did, but couldn't quite pick up the football. Jones went in there, fed it out, intercepted by Gardner. Got it across to Chapman. Lawrence on her hammer. Got it to Champon. Got it to Gardner. Got it to Bailey. Bailey nearly ran into her own teammate. Hand pass over the top to Mia Ray Clifford. It just put her on the boot. Went towards the half-forward flank position. Through the hands there of Gilda. Picked up by Hyatt. Tried to hand pass to Gilda. Too much of a hot potato. Dispossessed is Emily. Picked off by Benici. Hand pass for the near is back there. Gonna have to dance around Hyatt. Got on the right boot. Went towards true centre half back. No one on there but Ali George. He put boot to ball. Oh. Gilda! Lacks of fortune. Went over Emily's head and Gilda took it by mark. It's a third mark for Gilda inside attacking 50. And let's just, let's just let she takes that extra second. And we want to see her nice and composed when she's lining up for goal. And she looks a lot better now. She's taking her time. She doesn't have any momentum through the kick at all, but she just squeezes it over the top. That's a very, very tall draft down there on the goal line. Who almost got a fingertip on it. But much better kicking at goal there, and they're really starting to kick away now, the Sharks. 5-5-35, St Kilda, Seaford, one three nine at the 18.5-minute mark of the second term. It's an unusual run-up. It's kind of like she's getting well, a little bit of a... It's not even so much of a run-up as a, a walk. Thing. Yeah, it's like a very quick <laughs> walk, and then almost stops, and then just chips it. A bit like uh, Catherine Phillips last week at Tin Alley. As long as it goes through the big sticks, that's all that matters. As Clifford, oh, there's a free kick for a throw. It'll go the way of the Sharks. Bruton, defensive side of centre wing, high ball in the Gardner direction. She takes the mark, looked to play on, but then got held up by Thompson. She's attacking side of centre wing, looking for Garner. Takes it, 60 out from home, wants to wind up, does just that in the Mohope direction. Sitting on top of her, she appeals for the free <laughs> kick. 
Why not as the ball is close to the scoreline? Doesn't go over. Kept in play by O'Neill. Panici brought her down. Kick still falls into the hands of George. Goes towards the top of the goal square. Off hands, Gilda. That had a lot of momentum through that kick. <laughs> and she gets her second goal in, in a matter of a minute or so. Honestly, though, it's the same principle, whether you're kicking one metre or... She she followed through fantastic. I know she was only kicking 30, 30 centimetres, but she the ball rocketed out of her foot. And she connected so well. And with momentum like that, she could kick 40 metres if she's... I mean, there's nothing different about kicking for goal. You want momentum through the kick, and gee, she can, dangerous little presence in the forward line at the moment. Good signs ahead of next week. Umpire throws the ball up in the air. Champon brought the ball to ground, went through the legs there. Chapman picked up by Garner, tried to feed the hand pass out to Tilly Lucas right on the wing position. Hand pass back to Kula Reed. Kula Reed gets on the right boot, goes long and high towards the forward line. Gilda went through her hands, trying to get it out to Garner. Gilda got it back again, turned him inside out. Hand pass into the pocket in the open space. Big Lear Rollo is there. Moana Hope spinning around. It's to the left. It's a minor score. Five, probably 6 6 42. St Kilda Sharks. Seaford 1 3 9. 20 and a half minutes gone. Second term on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Seaford haven't put a score on the board in this second term, unfortunately, as it's brought back into play by playing. High kick towards the half bank, back flank. Out of side. Garner. Takes another strong overhead mark. Goes short. Tilly Lucas Rod. Take the mark. 40 out from goal on a 45-degree angle. Hyatt making the lead through the corridor. That's where she goes, and that's where Hyatt takes the mark. 30 out directly in front, lining up for her first of the match. No, that's the 20th inside 50, and the 10th in uncontested mark was in Kilda, so that tells the story of the entire quarter, really. As Hyatt comes in. Directly in front, woman on the mark standing at about 28 metres out. Hyatt comes in. Again, fairly lazy kick, but it does <laughs> the job. A six goal term for the Sharks. 7648 to Seaford 139 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. It's funny with all this uh, awkward kicking action, and we should point out the scene. Kilda Sharks coach is Sean Smith, who only just yeah. played as a full forward <laughs> at AFL level. So you got to go, Sean, sure, mate. <laughs> That's what's going on. <laughs> exactly. As the umpire has the ball back in the uh, middle of the ground, he probably just says, whatever works for you, as long as you put it between the sticks, I don't care. <laughs> as the ball goes up in the air, away we go again. A champong, one Bree Davey wants to try and run onto the football, went through her legs. Hosking trying to pick it up, couldn't do so. Gardner's having a blinder of a quarter. Put on the left boot, looking in the high direction. Got spoiled away from her. Benici swoops onto it, picks it up. Bree Davy just ducks around a couple, gets on the left. Just got cut off there and waiting at the back. Is that Boyd back there? Just uh, shovels it out. Hand pass down to Gillespie Jones. Goes with the hand pass backwards. Now the little chip kick towards Sarah Hosking. Whoop, fingertip it, dropped it. Had to go back in and get it again. Hand passed it back in board. Pressure laid on Shannon Bell by Davey. Davey hand pass to Ali George who just put boot the ball. Gilda and Hyatt there. Hyatt tried to slap it away from Anir. In goes uh, Gilda. Lays a big tackle on and Emily going nowhere. We'll call for a ball up. 35 out from the Sharks goal. So ball up. 39 point lead to the Sharks. Approaching half time. Kick out of the contest. High ball, top of the goal square for the Sharks. Hope underneath it. Couldn't take the mark. We'll run back and get it here. Tried to sell a bit of candy. Got caught. Handball back in board. Gardner fumbled. 
Ball on the deck. Hosking emerges with the footy. She got caught. Handball cut off. Bailey got it back to Chapman. Chapman over the top to Benici. Benici around the corner. Bounce oh, off. Oh, Just touched. Oh, if there's no goal batting on there, I reckon that goes through. What a, oh. what a favourable bounce for, for Benici. And unfortunate. Who was the player in the goal square? I think it was in the year. For the Sharks. Well, thank goodness for that goal, Paddy. <laughs> they may look like a fool, but the camera's here as well. She's going, this is not mine. <laughs> as uh, the kick is out towards the half, the back flank for the uh, Tigerettes, but intercepted by Killarita, got across her champong and dropped it cold, but the umpire said it was fair and play on. Being tackled, I think it's a near now, and the umpire will come in and blow the whistle and call for a ball up right in the 50-metre arc. As uh, we've got a minute remaining here in this second quarter. Up in the air we go again. Brought to ground. Davey just throws Hosking out of the way. And once again, it's going to be all wrapped up. We will call for another ball up. 7-7-49, St Kilda Sharks. Secret Tigerettes, one three nine. 40 40-point lead the Sharks have going into halftime. Champong gets the tap. There's a high tackle that will go the way of Seaford. And it will be Thompson to take it. Goes wide. Tommy Lucas Rod got a fingertip to it. Ball back on the deck. Lawrence went after it. Couldn't get it. Sharks get a kick back towards the half-forward flank on the outer side. Bouncing ball. Cox going after it. Just couldn't take it cleanly. Now Gardner got wrapped up. Garner fires the handball out of the contest. A champong inside attacking 50. And taking the mark. Is that Gilder again? It is. Cracking up the marks. Just, just another forward option for the Sharks. Just trying to take a bit of the limelight off uh, Mo Hope this afternoon. Emily Gilder comes in for goal number Much three. Better. Beautiful looking drop punt. Much better. On the halftime siren, Gilder has three goals for the Sharks. All in this quarter. And they have a 46-point lead at halftime. 8-7-55 plays 1-3-9. What were the key stats from that term, Brucey Williams? Oh, well, that's... Exactly 25 inside 50s for St Kilda, only four for Seaford, and uh, coming that's double their first uh, total. The um, St Kilda, and the other da- dangerous thing is the amount of marks that they took, in particular the uncontested marks with 12 for the quarter, um, and, and five contested marks as well. Some very strong contested marks to, to Jasmine Garner and. We can see Shark Dog's been stripped of his costume. <laughs> and he hasn't he hasn't lived up to the expectations, unfortunately, and the costume's gone. Um, but what I was really pleased with with St Kilda there was, I mean, the stats can tell a story as well, but we talked about the patience, and for them to be uh, handballing around the contest, uh, you can overuse the ball, obviously. And we do see that at AFL level as well, where players get... A, a, almost too unselfish and can handball too much trying to work space but I think it's a promising sign for them that they're really happy even against Seifer where they don't have as much pressure as they will next week that they're handballing around the contest to look for the best avenue forward rather than put, throwing it on the boot or throwing a big wild handball to get it out of the pack. They're doing lots of short hands within that little, I mean those those five metre squares you can set up and at training, those games make all the difference and I think it's a really promising thing for them that while as well they've got inside 50s and uncontested marks, the work around the contest is really, really good that that patience that they're showing. The one thing that's impressing me is their smart thinking backline players who are now attacking Coxie, we saw that going against St. Kilda Sharks. We talked about that Mia Ray Clifford moment when she pushed up from defence into the middle of the ground, screened to Ali George to get out to the other wing, and they affected an excellent switch. 
what happened earlier, which uh, they had a miss and then later on resulted in a high goal, was they were caught out on the wing, and I think it was Tilly Lucas Rod was out there. They were kind of caught in a jam. And what happened was Kulare came sprinting from defence up towards between half-back flank and defensive side of centre, screamed for it. So they've gone back to her and allowing the wing players to push further up and Kulare then kicked further up towards them to get over this kind of... I wouldn't call it a wall, but something that Seaford had built and be able to get out of a jam. Conge- the congested yeah. area, and it's a smart footy. It's it's creeping into the Sharks game, isn't it? More yeah. and more, they just being smart. And as um, Christy was saying before, even the, the, the way that they're handballing, yeah. they're thinking it through, they're identifying the best option, and that's what the good sides do. They are able to, in the split moment where you've got to make a decision, run through which one's the best one and then choose it and run with it. The frightening thing is when you name these names... Kilda, Tilly Lucas Rod, Whitehead, Gardner playing well today, younger players. And Benici is well back in the side. That's youth. And when you look at that compared to some of the seniors, other sides, you go, that's the type of thing that, cross fingers, no injuries, that can build up for a very long run. Well, you've mentioned the young players, but there's a very senior player who's the runner out there today, and that's Phoebe McWilliams, who's played yeah. a lot of exhibition footy and obviously a very experienced at this level as well, and she's not out there to lead those younger players. So put her in, I mean, my hope's been well held in some respects. And to throw McWilliams and Gilda, who's having a cracking game, if you throw McWilliams into that mix as well, that, and Garner, yeah. that's a very, very yeah. dangerous yeah. proposition. Interesting this year, they've used McWilliams as the swing woman. They've yeah. never had her at forward or back. And this situation, when Gilda's getting on top... You can easily go to it with Mick Williams, go down back, just plug the hole down there. We've got it up forward, Hyatt, Gilda, Hope, they've all got the options, just to stay down back and we'll throw it up there if we need you. Well, even with um, with Garner, like in the game yeah. against Diamond Creek, she was the focal forward that was taking yeah. the marks. It seems like Gilda, and there's not much on yeah. her frame-wise, she's not the, the yeah. bigger, strong body, but she's taking the mark, she's finding the space. Again, being smart about where she's positioning herself so that she can take the mark. Let's have a look at the goal kickers, Coxie, at half-time before we go to our break. Well, that uh, player we just mentioned, Emily Gilder, has three goals. Two goals to Moana Hope sees her on 101 goals. Singles to Tilly Lucas, Rod, Tamara Hyatt and Jasmine Garner. The only goal kicker so far for the Seaford Tigerettes is Caitlin Cox. That sees us with a 46-point margin at half-time. 8.755 for the St Kilda Sharks, 1.39 the Tigerettes. We'll take this opportunity to take a break here on Girls Play Footy. Dot com radio. We'll be back with the second half right after this. Hardco Home and Body is a local family business that manufacture all their own natural candles and body range. Visit one of their six kiosk stores in major shopping centres throughout Melbourne or their recently opened new homeware store at Casey Central, Narry Warren, featuring many local Australian designers and their unique high-end pieces. To find your nearest store or to buy online, head to hardco.com.au. That's hardco.com.au. Hardco Home and Body, proudly sponsoring the Seafit Tigerettes. Every week, the Salvation Army helps shield those in need with 170,000 meals. Every week, they shield 3,000 homeless from the cold in their shelters. Every week, they provide 500 blankets and 18,000 food vouchers and $54,000 worth of clothing, furniture and household goods. Every week, the Salvo shield 700 victims of abuse in their refuges and assist 1,100 people who are caught up in the web of addiction. Every week, they provide telephone counselling to 3,500 confused, frightened and lonely people 
with nowhere else to turn. The Salvation Army helps thousands of people every week. Imagine what that costs. Please support the Salvation Army Red Shield Appeal Doorknock Weekend. Call the credit card donation line on 13 32 30 so the Salvos can continue to help shield those in need. They're counting on it. Hi, it's Eric from Deaf Children Australia. Ready for your next lesson? With your left hand palm facing you, touch the left thumb with the right pointer finger. That's A. Now put the same pointer finger onto the left hand pointer. That's E. And for I, O and U, point and place on the next three fingers. They're the vowels. How easy is that? Next time I'll teach you to sign nice things like thank you. At Deaf Children Australia, we're helping young deaf people reach their potential at school and in life. Please join us. Together we can make a difference. Anytime I saw my reflection, I had to stop and check. Every mirror, even shop windows, I'd look for grey. Now, I take a different glance with L'Oreal Paris Excellence Creme, the world's number one hair colour. Feel confident with 100% grey coverage and a rich, long-lasting colour. Softer, healthier hair, stronger protection luxurious shades. Cover your grey with the world's number one hair colour L'Oreal Paris Excellence Creme. Right now at Chemist Warehouse, the entire range from 50% off. Chemist Warehouse, lowest prices guaranteed. Everything a business throws out represents wasted money and resources. Reducing waste and recycling unwanted items in the workplace is great for the environment and can be good for the bottom line too. PlanetArk's businessrecycling.com.au lists recyclers from across Australia and it's quick, free and easy to use. You'll also find a guide for choosing the right recycler and free signage. Search for Business Recycling or call 1300 763 768. I've been a lifeline volunteer for five years now. I became one after I came out the other side of a rough patch. I thought, well, people helped me and now things are good. So it's time to give something back. Thing is, with the training and skills that we get... It's really helped me in my own life with work and relationships. And I've made some great friends. I guess helping other people is... A great way to help yourself. Become a Lifeline volunteer and make a difference to people's lives, including yours. Call now or visit our website. The Rising Sun Hotel in Richmond is the home of footy, with all NRL and AFL games shown live on the big screens. Pop in for their quality meal specials, midday through to nine, plus the TAB and bottle shop over till 1am, seven days a week. The Rising Sun Hotel are proud to support women's footy, who have been sponsors of the Eastern Devils since 2001. Call into the Riser today, 395 Swan Street in Richmond. Just a drop bun from Burnley Train Station. <laughs> If you're a new parent, you know how much fun bark time can be. Kids love bubbles. They love to splash. But be careful not to let your guard down during these fun times. Don't leave the kids alone in the bath for a second. Not to answer the phone, not to turn down the TV. Never. Last year, nine babies drowned in bathtub. Pinch your pool, shut the gate, teach your kids to swim, it's great. Supervise, watch your mate, and learn how to resuscitate. I'm Laurie Lawrence. Kids alive, do the fire. The Prep Game specialises in nutritionally focused, freshly made meals for those who live a busy and active lifestyle. Whether you are an athlete, business professional, parent or fitness enthusiast, fuel your days right with quality food to maximise your performance. Get out of the kitchen and spend more time on what really matters. Let the Prep Game handle your weekly nutritional needs by simply ordering online at theprepgame.com.au or find us on Facebook and Instagram. The Prep Game, proudly sponsoring the Darabin Falcons. Have you ever dreamed of quad biking in the wilderness of the Northern Territory? Or becoming a greaser on a 100-year-old steam tug? Personally, I rather fancy a bit of frog spotting myself. 
The point is, whatever you choose, volunteering is about being involved, getting things done, and making a difference. Participate, activate, and create. Volunteer today. Visit www.govolunteer.com.au. Do you know someone with macular degeneration or glaucoma who's finding it hard to get around because of vision loss? They may have recently had a fall, or you've noticed they're no longer able to find their way around safely. If you do, you should contact Guide Dogs. They help people just like this to stay safe and active. And it's a free service. To find out how Guide Dogs assists people with impaired vision to stay safe and independent, call 1-800-804-805. That's 1-800-804-805. Hi, this is Adam Gilchrist for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Facing a cricket ball that's coming at 140 kilometres per hour can be pretty dangerous, but not nearly as dangerous as getting behind the wheel of a car after you've been drinking. Having a good time is fine, but if you plan to drink, plan ahead so you and your mates can get home safely. Drinking and driving, it's just not cricket. A message from Rad, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Hi, we're the Wiggles. Did you know that Vinnie's raises funds for their good works by selling really good stuff in their video? shops. But the shops don't run themselves. That's right, they need volunteers to help. Can you spare a few hours each week? All you need is enthusiasm and some spare time. And it's really good fun. Please, will you become a Vinnie's volunteer? Just visit vinnies.org.au or pop into your local Vinnie's shop for more details. Yeah, and while you're there, have a look round. You'll love, love what you find. Hi, I'm here to talk about the Reading Writing Hotline. It's a service that helps adults who can't read and write as well as they'd like to. The number is 1300 655 06. Give them a call if you know somebody who needs help with reading and writing. It's never too late to learn, and it's easier than you'd think. 1300 655 06. The Reading Writing Hotline. 1300 655 06. Live across the web. This is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. Indeed it is live here at RF Miles Reserve in Seaford, the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day, where at halftime, 8.755, St Kilda Sharks lead Seaford 1-3-9. The Sharks are back out on the ground. We're just waiting for the Tigerettes. For those that are, of course, waiting for hashtag Hope100, Mo kicked her goal at the 12-minute mark of the first term. It was a case of Brittany Bonici pickpocketing a Seaford Tigerettes player at 35 out, snapped around the corner towards the top of the goal square, a clash between Goodwin and Hope, ball hit the ground Goodwin hit the ground, Hope nearly tripped over but managed to keep her feet and then just slammed it through from about three metres out, 100 and then the crowd ran on the ground, a good 50 or 60 people, the ABC camera crew and audio boom mic ran on the ground two dogs ran on the ground, including one dressed as a shark, and finally No, no, unfortunately the shark didn't run onto the ground two small as hell spaniels kind of trotted onto the ground with no sense of occasion And then finally for the sense of occasion they stopped and a haka was done <laughs> it all was happening here. Oh, funny. It, 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 the, the things you see at women's footy. Anyway, just about ready to get underway for uh, this second half of the round 18 Swiss VFL women's clash between the Sharks and the Tigerettes. Umpire with a ball in the middle of the ground, just waiting for the goal umpires to get back to the. Now, the official goal umpires have arrived at half time. This is a bizarro day, and the other boundary umpire thinks arrived yet? No, still only the one boundary umpire. It's been a bizarro day here. Yeah, but... But anyway, to get us underway to start the second half, 
after he's just eaten his fudge, <laughs> Matthew Cox. Mm, it was quite good too. Thank you very much, Christy. One of the only reasons I came to uh, RF Miles Reserve. That was the one with the rat poison in it, wasn't it? Oh. No, 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 that's yours. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks. <laughs> Ball up in the middle to get us underway for the second half. Gardner goes in after it. Can't take the footy. A tampon trying to dive over the top of it and feed the handball back out to Gardner. Can't do so. The umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. 46-point lead to the Sharks. They're 8-7-55. Seaford, 139. Back underway. Chapman claimed. Got the handball to Davy. Davy goes to Gardner. Spins around. High kick in the Garner direction. Can't complete the mark. Vigliarolo on her hammer. Garner sends the ball backwards to Telly Lucas Rod. Just outside attacking 50. High ball inside. Benici had it punched out of her hands. Gilda waiting at the fall of the ball. Just threw it away. Umpire call play on Lawrence. Tries to get one clear. Chapman, though, intercepts for the Sharks. Sends the handball back in board. Vigliarolo rammed straight past it. Ball emerges through Payne. Handball over the top to Gillespie Jones. Got the 1-2 running away. And then it's pushed over the boundary line and out of play. Between centre wing and half forward on the outer side for the Sharks with a 46-point lead here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Peter Holden, Matthew Cox and Christy Williams with you as the ball is thrown back into play. Welsh brought the ball to ground. And I think Cox got just, just possessed of it. Hand pass out to Davey. Long and high. Mohope! Takes the mark and gets shoved afterwards. Gets up. I think has a look at Goodwin and says, um, what were you <laughs> doing? <laughs> and then points I think, the whole, mark. And, and then I think points to the family behind the goal saying, do you really want her today? Comes in easily. 15 metres out. Oh, she missed. She has. And then Goodwin goes up to her and bumps her and says, well. <laughs> I tell you what, she... She stayed purposely about 10 metres behind the mark and rushed up, and I don't think Hope was quite ready for it. She put her off. It's an excellent tactic. It's a minor score either way. 8-8 eight, eight leads 1-3. Ball back into play. Going past it, Bonnet. Got the handball away to Lawrence. Close to the boundary line. Also in support, Ebb. Series of handballs for the Tigerettes. Now a high kick in the Thompson direction. Kewlery came from behind to impact the contest. Clifford kicks it back inside, attacking 50 with a shot. Oh, One hand. Chest mark in a contest. Oh, and then the with bullet. She's kicked it into the pocket. Hope close to the boundary line. Just kept it in a play. Kick across the face of goal. Almost marked. Not taken by any hit. Ball bouncing in the goal square. Kick away for the Tigerettes. Or bouncing oh. off the test of Conway. Got collected. She's hurt. Handball now to Davy. Davy shrugs off a couple of tackles. Runs away from Vigliarolo. 45 out. Shanks the kick. Minor score. I tell you what happened then. Conway <laughs> went to get the ball. And a champion put a big bump. Up the way and went bang right into the gut of Gilda. I think it's more winded her. She's just gone. Oh, jeez, that hurt. That hit a solid. All fair. It was a solid hit. She's staying on the ground. Here's the kick along towards the halfback flank position. Sarah Hosking versus Davy. Davy brought the ball to ground. Picked off by Neves. Neves goes towards the hot spot. Thirty meters out from goal. Oh, Gillespie Jones had it and spot by her own teammate. In goes Gilda, and the umpire is going to say it's all wrapped up. We'll call for a ball up 35 metres out from the Sharks goal, heading towards the northern end of the ground. They currently lead by 48 points. Back underway, 
Tigerettes try to get a looping handball over the top. Cut off by Gardner. Sends it back to Davey. Davey just whacked it on the boot to the top of the goal square. 2 on one in favour of the Tigerettes. Ball bounces in front of Lawrence. Gives the handball off to his supporting teammate in Ebb. Worked her way through traffic and then gets a right foot kick in the Thompson direction. It was too hot for her. And Clifford takes the mark. Sends the ball back inside attacking 50. No good with the kick. The Tigerettes will be rebounding towards the middle. Taking the mark here, Boyd whacks it on the boot. Over the top in the bonnet direction. Kill the Reed getting back for the Sharks. Handball to Neves. Handball to Davey. Davey shrugs off the tackle. Almost caught by Conway. Now she is. And the umpire says holding the no. ball. No, slung into the ground. That was actually Clifford at the bottom of that contest. So Clifford to take the free kick. Centre wing broadcast side. And goes for the switch. Was looking for Bailey. Sold her a bit up the creek here. Contest by Cox. In goes Bailey once more. Cox managed to extract the football. Then goes with a little hand pass. Bell put her on the right boot. Four on one for Gillespie Jones to try and beat here. Killer Reed went by. Then Mia Ray Clifford slapped it to Brianna Davy. Davy's just got to try and shrug off Gillespie Jones. Gets on the left boot. Out towards the halfback flank. It was a pike floater and an end up being an easy mark for Carly Bury and she has the ball 65 metres out from home goes oh. to the kick, Sarah Hosking <laughs> wicket keeper's catch that's a fantastic catch, full stretch then kicks it inside 50, good spot up and a mark taken 25 metres out, 45 degree angle for the Seaford Tigerettes, she did the wicket keeper role as well, she uh, bounced back up and then laced it out to her teammate I wouldn't mind, uh, wouldn't mind seeing her behind the stumps Megan Welsh comes in for the Tigerettes. Pennicular Reed on the mark. Starts it out right, comes back left and straight over the goal umpire's hat. That's the Tigerettes second for the afternoon. They move to 2-3-15, trailing the St Kilda Sharks 8-9-57. Five minutes gone, third term on special comments, Christy Williams. Now we've talked a lot about St Kilda today and oh, I won't say for good reason, but for obvious reasons. And someone I want to talk about who plays for Seaford is Natalie Plain, and she, I haven't seen her play footy yet, but she's a very talented Indigenous cricketer who uh, unfortunately fell prey to the Christy Williams uh, grand final show <laughs> at Fox Hill. But um, she's done a fantastic job down back. She's got a massive line. And she's providing some excellent rebound for Seaford. Go, go, go on, how'd you get her out? Who cares? Kill the read. Handball over the top. Was too hot for Davey. Neves coming through. Was able to collect it on the half volley. High kick towards the centre wing on the outer side. Taking the mark out there, Harris. Assesses her options. Goes towards the half-forward flank. Ed came from a few deep. Couldn't take the mark. Ball on the deck. The ball emerges from the pack in favour of the Tigerettes. They get a clearing kick, but it's all St Kilda. Oh, coming in. I think that might have been Thompson with the spoil. Handball out of the contest to a champong. High kick, back inside, attacking 50. Garner had two to beat, got a hand to it, couldn't bring it in. Chapman wrapped up by Vigliarolo. Ball on the deck, emerges from the pack, going after it, Jones. Also running in support, Bruton. High kick, back in towards the corridor. No mark taken. Taken away, though, by Ralph. Bailey. Bailey, sorry. And just a minor score because it was touched on the line. 8-10-58 8-10-58 to St Kilda Sharks. 2-3-15 the Seaford Tigerettes. 43-point lead at the six-and-a-half-minute mark of the third term. And that plane to take the kick out, and she's done, has done a really good job of the kick out so far. I mentioned that, that very huge uh, right boot. 
and she's been all rocked down there today. And goes towards the railway side of the ground, but too much on that kick over the head of Viglia Rollo, taken by Gardner, 50 out. Looking for Chapman, Eberly tried the jump, just couldn't get there, and Chapman takes a mark, and we'll consider a shot on goal from about 40 metres out. Looking around for some options. Doesn't want to kick it. No one to hand pass off to. No one running through. Mo Hope making a leap, but too close to pass to. Chapman. And it gets about 35 on the kick. Gilda tried to jump from behind, but Eberly front position. And uh, they try, pardon me, trying to jump from behind with Georgia Harris. And it's Eberly now with the mark for the Tiger. Let's go in short in the back pocket. Finds Danielle Lawrence. On the broadcast side in front of the scoreboard that reads 1858. Seaford 2-3-15, another short kick, hits up a target for the Tigerettes in defence, will go backwards with the handball to Lawrence, sold a bit of candy to get around Gardner, sold another bit of candy to get around Bruton, high kick in towards the middle, Davey parked underneath it, held her ground against Thompson, she goes towards centre half forward with a kick for Gardner, just too hot for her, went over her head, follows it up. Can't collect it cleanly. Now does. Handballs to Bruton. Bruton over the top to Chapman in the corridor. 30 metres out. Oh, Sold the handy <laughs> to get around Ebb. Handball over the top to Gardner. Gardner oh. comes in but puts it to the left. <laughs> she absolutely pickpocketed that for her teammate. She is going to be filthy. 8 11 59. Yeah, Gilda just looked over at her going, What are you doing? You're a midfielder, I'm a forward. Get back, man. 2 3 15, the if Tigerettes. If you're going to steal, make sure you do the job. 44 point lead at the 8.5 minute mark. Uh, Blaze goes long from defence, the half back flank. About 60 metres that kick went. Cox had nearly hit in the head. Ball hit the ground. Gardner wanted to try and get in there. Extracted out by Sanders. He kicks further up the line. Foot race on. Trying to chase after it. There is Jazz Roll. She's going in the foot race with Tamara Ritchie, and they see the ball over the boundary line and out of bounds near the thrifty bus on the outer side. And we'll call for a throw in. Back, what's happening? Yeah. No, deliberate. 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 All right. I don't know. As what did ball, you learn from yesterday, Pete? Just whatever the umpire pays. As the ball <laughs> of course is thrown, the umpire said so. As the ball is thrown back in, Harris goes up in the contest. Ball at the ground. Cox tried to go in there. Couldn't extract the football. Came out with Kilarit, though. And then she put the ball in towards the half-forward flank position. Awkward bounce there for Kimberly Ebb. Hosking did a bit of the shepherding work. Ellie George tried to get involved. Big tackle laid on by Garner. Saw the ball spill free. But coming through the middle of the ground, the Tigerettes with the opportunity to Gillespie Jones. Ball bounced away from her. Intercepted by Mia Ray Cliff. She goes with the kick towards the half-fourth flank position. Bailey chasing after the football. Got to try and dance around. Spins around on the spot. Kicks it back. A dribble to Mia Ray Clifford. It takes it. Got to put the hammer down. Put it on the right boot. Went towards the pocket. Chapman chasing after it. So is Everly close towards the boundary line. Chapman lays on the big bump. Sarah Hosking is there first. Managing to clean up with Viglia Rollo. Gets a hand pass looking for Everly. Put her on the right boot. Going long up the line. Bailey through the air. Waiting out the back is Conway. Put on the pressure. Bruton there as well. Tackle laid on by Benici and the ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds 44 point lead to the Sharks 8-11-59 place 2-3-15 10 minute mark of the third term the field umpire just has to bring it back into play and throw it up Champong and Tilly going at it Tilly got the tap Bruton emerges from the contest with the foot he was able to keep it in play in front of Lawrence and now it goes over the boundary line and we'll get a ball up 
because we haven't got a boundary umpire on this side of the ground. That poor, <laughs> that poor female umpire. <laughs> Ball underway, a champ on the tap to the ground. Hosking coming through, ran into trouble, got the handball backwards to Gillespie Jones. High kick towards the centre wing on the broadcast side. Over the head of Boyd. Neves getting back for the Sharks. Gives the handball off to Fisher. Fisher looking for Kula Reed all by herself on the outer side of RF Miles Reserve. Ran past it, went back in, picked it up cleanly. Right foot kick inside attacking 50 in the Gilder direction. Did well to position herself. Couldn't take the mark. Chapman goes in after it. Gilder again. Whacks it on the boot. Vacant goal square bounces through. She's got four. And been a real presence up forward today for the Sharks. They move to 9-11-65. The Tiger Reds 2-3-15. A 50-point margin at the 11.5-minute mark here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Christy Williams. Yeah, I've been really impressed with the safer defence. I mean, obviously, they're behind on the scoreboard, but they can see in so many inside 50s that you can't expect the defence to do the whole job. The defence is standing up fantastically well. It's just that when they rebound at the foot, Really no one to rebound it too, so some good signs for them, but lots to work on. Run down by a tampon, Bruton maybe held without it by Plane. Plane goes back in and pickpockets her, runs away with the ball, put on the right foot, long inside 50 towards a one-on-one and a mark taken! 20 metres out on a slight angle, beating out Richie on that occasion and having a shot for goal with the knee just strapped. I think it might be, is that Thompson? Lining up, looking, but see if it's third on the board. Comes in, stabs at it. That might be Walsh, in fact, and I think stopped the goal. Quiet celebrations here from the Seaford crowd, and uh, that moves them on now on our scoreboard to 3 3 21 for Seaford, 9 11 65 for the uh, St. Sharks. And it was Jazz Rowland, pardon me, to kick that one. And uh, again, Natalie points. Um, Max's boot coming into play there with the, the drop down straight into it and, and a dangerous hot spot right in front of goal and it's, uh, she's put on some huge roosts today and that's fantastic one-on-one grab as well. And I should explain why you probably heard hardly any Super Crowd are effects by is that a lot of the Super Crowd up at Covid City Oval ready for the that's Division it. 2 Grand Final against the Spurs. So that's where they all are today. Bailey goes in after it in the middle. She's all wrapped up and the umpire should call for it here and does. Top of the cricket pitch here at RF Miles Reserve. 44-point margin in favour of the Sharks. Back underway. Colwell the tap. Following up her work now. Neves. Bailey. To Bruton. To Garner. 45 metres out. Wax it on the boot. High ball. Moho. Shepherds it through. No. I thought it bounced uh, to the left. Another minor score for the Sharks. Been inaccurate this afternoon. 9-12-66, plays 3-3-21 on girlsplayfooty.com radio. As we wait for the... That plane's one from the forward line to the back line just to take a kick out. Doing the hard yards. Is that plane from full back. Plays screaming out, including Ebb. Goes in the direction of Madeline Tilly. Had a contest to go with. Spore from behind by Height. Benici there. Height. Benici once more. Went through her legs, then went back and got it again. Cox tried to bring her to ground. Bruton at her feet, picked it up, went with a hand pass. Got it to Garner! And Garner puts through her second. And the Sharks move to 10, 12, 72. Leading Seaford 3, 3, 21, 14 and a half minutes gone. Third term on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Imagine, I mean, Gilder and uh, Garner 
absolutely on fire today. So McWilliams in that, that bunch with Hope, who's obviously doing well, and Britt Vanici has always been a clever little forward pocket, and that is a very dynamic forward line with the ability of several of them to also go back and help out. And, and imagine how well Vanici's doing at the moment, considering the, what I call the lack of match fitness, because she's missed so much of the but season. She hasn't tend to really match, form into it. Match awareness as yeah, well. The yeah. game's actually changed a lot in the last year, so it's fantastic comeback from it. Tilly, the tap to the deck. Chapman going after it. Gillespie Jones under pressure from Whitehead. Got the handball out to Hosking. Wrapped up by Needs. Back to Gillespie Jones. Finally get a free kick through Cox. High ball. Killer Reed. Flew. Couldn't bring it down. Tilly Lucas right on the deck. Her kick smothered. Has to go back in and follow it up. Clamped on by Thompson. Not the handball though to Fisher. High kick out towards the centre wing on the outer side. And Ellie George takes the mark. For the Sharks, leading by 51 points. The 15-and-a-half-minute mark of the third term. High kick, sitting underneath it. Harris. Couldn't take the mark. Sharks get a kick towards centre-half forward. Cut off, though, by Ebb. Runs away from tap traffic. Takes one bounce. Ooh. Handballs it. Tried to go for herself. Fruiting on her hammer. Was able to cause a contest. Ebb has dragged it in. The umpire says nothing doing. I'll ball it up. Corner of the centre square. Broadcast side. Favouring the Tigerettes, they're through 3.21. The Sharks, 10.12, 72 on girlsplayfooty.com radio. And one out on this occasion by Tilly brought the ball to ground. Cox couldn't pick it up. Tilly Lucas right dead and went with a hand pass. Oop, too hot there for Murray Clifford. Has to go back in and get it again. Slapping along the ground at half-back flank. Refused to pick the ball up. Just slapping in front of herself. Three Davey does. Says, I'm not right about anything. Charges her way through. Go on the right boot. Went towards the half-fourth flank position. Great Mark Plain. Flew through the air, dare I say. Kicks <laughs> 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 it in for pun for the day. Put that down. It's taken away by Gillespie Jones. Air pass back to Big Leorolo. Had to chase up her own kick. Colwell from behind. Wrapped her up. In goes Benici as well. And the upfire calls for a ball up. Set a half for the shot. Dare I say, Pete, unfortunately, that kick was a bit of a helicopter, though. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a 16 and a half minute mark of the third term, and it's starting to go sour here in the commentary box. <laughs> Garner gets the tab out of the contest. Davey all by herself will take the mark. 30 metres out on a 45 degree angle. Uh, I'm sick of those plane coats. I'll just take off. <laughs> Where's your off button for the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> Davey lining up for her first of the day. See, so too many goals for you, Davey, and uh, fantastic, uh, very good contested bark and very good kick, so you thought she was a shoe in for this one. The Carlton marquee player comes in, right foot oh. kick was smothered off the boot, ball bounces at the top of the goal square, Benici's claimed immediately by playing. So that yeah. might be why we don't see Andrew forward too much. <laughs> That's a rough. Get a ball up at the top of the goal square. <laughs> Umpire has the ball, throws it up in the air. Away we go again. Height went out in the contest. Harris tried to get a kick away, but got caught. In jumps plane again. Pardon me, the teammate, in fact, in Conway. And the umpire blows the whistle and calls for another ball up. As we throw the ball up in the air, away we go again. Oh, Davey oh! just took it straight out of the contest, then got caught. We'll be pinned for holding the ball. <laughs> Because, as they say in the ruck contest, if you take the ball immediately out the ruck, as soon as you've grabbed it, it is holding. And it is a free kick to the Tiger X. And Eberle, short to the back pocket. Oh, Gardner, oh. too strong. Why Just... would you kick it in that direction? <laughs> the great thing about Gardner oh. is she's playing up the ground. Is you can swap her with Mo Hope. You can either throw Mo up towards the half-forward flank and throw Gardner to the goal square. You've got that flexibility. As Gardner comes in, 45-degree angle, 30 metres out from goal, looking for her third. Has it looked 
That looks pretty good. Garner's got three. And the Sharks move to 11 12 78. Seaford 3 3 21. Eight and a half minutes gone. 13 girls play footy.com radio. And the thing that makes Garner so dangerous is she was behind in that contest. And yes, yeah, she was. She out. Bigger than her opponent, but still, when you're behind the footy, that shouldn't uh, matter. But and pushing shove in the goal square as well. But um, yeah, that's what makes her so dangerous. She can be sandwiched between three players. She finds a way to take them up. Thompson and Byatt there, I think, getting a bit vocal as the handball comes to Bruton. It's too hot for Gardner, so Bruton's going to have to go back after it. Fumbled, got collected on the way through. Handball was cut off. Ball at centre half forward for the Sharks. And eventually spills out of the contest momentarily. Davey just spun around traffic. Has a shot on goal. Going to fall at the top of the goal. Oh, oh, and Mark cracked it in. And gives it a bit to uh, Goodwin, who's been wearing it this afternoon. And there's pushing shot now. They're jumping. I wouldn't say a jumper punch, but a few are just checking the labels. They go, which, which country is this jumper made in again? Is it machine washable? <laughs> and uh, they're just breaking it up now. But you know what? Mo did it perfectly for the cameras as well. The side of the body in goal was on the camera side of the ground. Knew where they were. <laughs> She's got three for the afternoon along with um, Garner. But Gilda's got the four. And they're scooting along now on our scorecard. 12 12 for the Sharks. The Tigerettes, 3 3 21. And the crowd's getting voted. Behind the goals. The uh, no vote cheer squad down there. And be very happy so far this afternoon. We'll get a ball yeah. up back in the middle. Just imagine if they make the grand final. Oh, they're going to be rowdy. <laughs> they'll need about four buses. <laughs> ball up again, the secondary one in the middle. Going at it, Welsh. And it's all mapped up through Whitehead. We'll get a ball up. In the middle of RF Moles was a 63-point lead to the Sharks. Hosking handball over the top. Bonnet will have to run onto it under pressure from Tilly Lucas Rod paddling the ball, trying to soccer it off the ground. Bonnet Chapman is all wrapped up and will get a ball up. Set a wing on the outer side as we approach the 21-minute mark of the third turn. 12-12-84 plays 3-3-21 in the Sharks' favour. As Moves along, Bruton picks the ball up off the ground. Hand pass to Gardner. Oh, beautiful turn. Gardner on the left, coming in forward, looking for Davey. Went through her hands. Got a spin around. She does on the cricket pitch, then nearly slipped over. Got her footing back again. Hand pass back in board. Was looking for a teammate there. Just got uh, knocked over at the last second in Colwell. Has to get back up with the ball. Pickpocketed out of her hands. Oh! Patrick <laughs> just went charging through. Took out a few. Like it was uh, crashing derby. And a resulting free kick going the way of the Tigerettes. Comes out towards the win position. Lawrence calling for it and receives some plane. Those are the hand pass over the top. 50 metres out from Gollum. Sits up. Mia Ray Clifford gets there in time. Puts the bump on to deny Shannon Bell. There's Bruton hand pass over the top. Here's the Colonel Sanders who tries to pick it up. Couldn't do so. Overrunning it there, Gardner. The teammate did pick it up in, in knees. Not knocked out of her hands. Taken away by Gillespie Jones. Kick it inside 50. Over the head of Caitlin Cox. Tilly Lucas Rock goes after the football. Foot race on. Lucas Rock trying to pick the ball up before Bonnet does. Bonnet now holds Fisher who uh, got rid of the football. Bonner now picked it up. Goes for a run in the forward pocket. 25 metres out against the boundary. But it's away to the left. Minus score. 3-4-22, the Tigerettes. The Sharks, 12-12-84. 22 and a half minutes gone, third turn. 
Ritchie to bring it back into play for the Sharks. Comes towards the broadcast side. High kick in the Gardner direction. Coming across the ebb. Takes the mark on a 45 degree angle. 45 metres out. Having a shot. Gillespie Jones moving into the goal square. Very congested forward line at the moment for the Tigerettes. Very tall on the goal line too, Boyd. Boyd makes the lead, ignored. Ebb. Comes in a very slow approach. Now a bit of a trot. High kick and <laughs> a helicopter kick to the square. Mirai Clifford just punches it through for another minor score. Seaford 3-5-23, the Sharks 12-12-84, 61-point lead at the 23-minute mark for the third turn. Here on GosplayFooty.com Radio, Richie with a kick out from full back. Oh, dodgy kick intercepted. I think Statman Fox has taken it in front of Tony Lucas Wright and uh, will be having a shot on goal herself from 35 metres out, 45-degree angle. Fancies her chances from here. And creeps in. Shot on goal, I think it's from Sarah Hosking actually. And yeah, uh, yep, and not bad, it's over the goal up by its hat, it'll do the job. Hosking has her first, and it moves the Tigerettes on the 4 5 29, trailing the St Kilda Sharks 12 12 84 in the final round here of the VFL Women's Competition. Christy Williams. I think the singer makes the Seaford so dangerous. Well, they don't really have a, a, a really key focal point up forward. They've managed to keep it really open, and because they go so direct, they go they quite often go through the through the passage, um, through the hot spot, and that's what makes them really dangerous when they go forward. Because you can catch any side nothing when you when you go straight up the guts, and it's it's producing the goal. Back in the middle, Tigerettes have it momentarily. And Chapman was able to wrestle her way out of the contest, gave the ball to Bailey, high kick in the Davy direction, just pushed her opponent, used her body well. Spun around a bit of traffic, right foot kick, top of the goal square, Mo Hope and Goodwin, Hope just shepherds it through, goal to Davey. And let's Goodwin know about it, Goodwin bumps her, and a little bit of uh, a bit of an, an interesting afternoon, I don't think they're sharing a cup of tea or anything like that, but Bree Davey gets her first, and it moves along to 13-12-90, leading 4-5-29, looks like a little bit of spirit in the game. You do like spirit, but picture that, those are shit. You are just inviting yourself to be mercilessly sledged. And that is the siren to signal three-quarter time here in a VFL <laughs> match of the day. And uh, at the moment, the scorecard showing 61 points, the difference. And the umpire just having a, a few words with Mo and uh, the secret defenders, I think might be just saying, come on, guys, cut it out. Yeah, she was in a conversation with Michelle Goodwin for a while, and now she's talking with uh, Hope and Benici. Quite a lengthy conversation going on too. Either way, it's a 61-point lead to the Sharks, 13-12-90. They lead Seaford, 4-5-29 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. But there's nothing wrong with it, but, mm. I mean, you want to see if we can shove, but if you see for keeping our shut and focus on stopping the goals rather than Sledging after they've scored them because you're already behind 60 points and she's already kicked 100 goals for the season. Don't give her any more ammunition, please. Monahope's still chatting with the umpire too, all the way to the St Kilda huddle. They've only just stopped talking, so it was quite a lengthy conversation between the two. Either way, it's three-quarter time here. Goal kickers, Emily Gilder has four for the Sharks, three to Jasmine Garner and Moana Hope, and then singles to Brianna Davy, Telly Lucas Wright, 
and Tamara Hyde. All single goal kickers for the Tiger Reds, Sarah Hosking, Megan Welsh, Jazz Rowland and Caitlin Cox. And of course for those who joined the call late for uh, Mohawk's 100th goal that was kicked at the 12 minute mark of the first term to bring up the 100 mark. And a quick reminder that in 15 minutes time, uh, Cranbourne's taking on Geelong in their uh, final round clash. And at 3pm, Avalon Airport Oval in Werribee, that is at the Sandside Park area, uh, that game at 3pm is Melbourne Uni taking on, Wur- taking on pardon me, the Darabin Falcons. Um, and I should mention, of course, uh, if Darabin win, that means the St Kilda Sharks will move into second and get the double chance and play Darabin next week. If Melbourne Uni managed to knock off Darabin and inflict Darabin's first loss of the season, Melbourne Uni will then face Darabin the following week in the major semi-final. I hope everyone out there has got that. <laughs> so, essentially, <laughs> if Melbourne Uni win, they stay where they are. If they don't, they go down. Simple as that. I'm still lost. <laughs> uh, okay. We'll explain to you after the game anyway. We'll take this break. You're listening to GirlsPlayFooty.com Radio. 61-point lead to the Sharks over the Tiger Reds. The Rising Sun Hotel in Richmond is the home of footy, with all NRL and AFL games shown live on the big screens. Pop in for their quality meal specials, midday through to 9, plus the TAB and bottle shop over till 1am, seven days a week. The Rising Sun Hotel are proud to support women's footy and have been sponsors of the Eastern Devils since 2001. Call into the riser today, 395 Swan Street in Richmond. Just a drop bump from Burnley Train Station. Hi, this is Adam Gilchrist for Rad, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Facing a cricket ball that's coming at 140 kilometres per hour can be pretty dangerous, but not nearly as dangerous as getting behind the wheel of a car after you've been drinking. Having a good time is fine, but if you plan to drink, plan ahead so you and your mates can get home safely. Drinking and driving, it's just not cricket. A message from Rad, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Hardco Home and Body is a local family business that manufacture all their own natural candles and body range. Visit one of their six kiosk stores in major shopping centres throughout Melbourne or their recently opened new homeware store at Casey Central, Nary Warren, featuring many local Australian designers and their unique high-end pieces. To find your nearest store or to buy online, head to hardco.com.au. That's hardco.com.au. Hardco Home and Body, proudly sponsoring the Seafit Tigerettes. I've been a lifeline volunteer for five years now. I became one after I came out the other side of a rough patch. I thought, well, people helped me and now things are good. So it's time to give something back. Thing is, with the training and skills that we get... It's really helped me in my own life with work and relationships. And I've made some great friends. I guess helping other people is... A great way to help yourself. Become a Lifeline volunteer and make a difference to people's lives, including yours. Call now or visit our website. Everything a business throws out represents wasted money and resources. Reducing waste and recycling unwanted items in the workplace is great for the environment and can be good for the bottom line too. PlanetArcsBusinessRecycling.com.au lists recyclers from across Australia and it's quick, free and easy to use. You'll also find a guide for choosing the right recycler and free signage. Search for Business Recycling or call 1300 763 768. The symptoms of ovarian cancer sound like part of every woman's life. Abdominal bloating, abdominal or back pain, appetite loss, changes in toilet habits, unexplained weight gain or loss, indigestion or heartburn and fatigue. 
but if these symptoms are unusual for you and they persist, please see your doctor. For more information, visit the Ovarian Cancer Program website at nbocc.org.au. Live across the web, this is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. Yes, it is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day live here at RF Miles Reserve in Seaford where it is the St Kilda Sharks 13-12-90 leading Seaford 4-5-29. And uh, as we speak, the St Kilda Sharks breaking from their respective huddle. Stats so far, two fudges down, one remaining and a... And tea. Tea has been brought into the commentary box by Christy Williams. Someone's getting cold. I, I love my frothies, but sometimes <laughs> sometimes that's just too cold. The only person I know who has an alcoholic beverage then has something afterwards. Yeah. And they're like... Something. Uh, yeah. how, how do you know there's not whiskey in it? <laughs> yeah, I should have asked. I should have asked. Oh, dear, oh, me. Um, of course, uh, time at the moment is at uh, 10 minutes to 2. We should be off here at about 2.30pm. We're hoping a rare Around about 2.20, 2.25 to have Moana Hope for hashtag the Mo Show, uh, as you'll come on and uh, to answer your questions that have been written on Facebook and on the Collingwood Big Footy Forum. There's some so, interesting questions in there as well. There's some questions. There's uh, some interesting stats coming out of this game already. 58 inside 50s. Uh, for St Kilda and showing no signs of s- slowing down. If they can crack 75, that will be a colossal day. And they've been pretty efficient. Besides the first quarter, they've been super efficient um, when they get it inside 50 as well. And it's a, really, this is shaping up to be a very good warm-up for them ahead of the final series. Uh, let's have a look. Good one going to Moana Hope again. It's been a a bit of a battle between them today. You actually say that she's done quite well, Goodwin, where, you know, easily Absolutely. Mo could have kicked nine or ten against the Seaford side. Absolutely, but what but yeah. what she's done is created she's she's shepherded three balls in. She's created more opportunities for a fellow forward. Very unselfish. To get us underway for the final term, here's Matthew Cox. Tampong the tap, straight to the deck. Davy trying to run onto it. Lawrence. Finds the tackle. Now Gillespie Jones comes in over the top, and the umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. The centre wing out of side, RF Miles Reserve. 61-point lead to the Sharks as we enter the final term. Davey gave the handball to Whitehead. High ball, inside attacking. Fifth, slipped through her fingers. Ball on the deck. Garner coming through, tried to get the handball away. Benici applies a great tackle on Vigliarolo. The umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. About 40 metres out from the Sharks' goal. Kicking to the right-hand side of our broadcast position, or the Frankston end of RF Moles Reserve. Gillespie Jones trying to tap it on board to Plane. She gets it back, Gillespie Jones. Now a looping handball over the top. A dangerous one on the half-back flank broadcast side. Ends up back in the hands of Plane. High kick in towards the middle. Colwell comes out, takes a good mark. In the middle of RF Moles Reserve. Jenna Colwell with the pill, looking further afield for some options. Decides to get on the right, goes up towards half forward flank. Sanders waited for it. No, lucks a fortune for knees. He just got onto it. Goes in the direction of the Benici or Hope. Who's going to run onto it first? Hope does the blocking. Benici goes after the ball. Goodwin going with her. Caught Benici. Got the hand pass away, but straight to a seat for the opponent who kicked the ball long up the wing position. Foot race on. Ebb coming out afterwards. Overrunning it. Knees has to go back in again. Bailey comes in for support. Conway as well. And the umpire says no opportunity and will call for a ball up. In fact, he was racing that got to that contest, and a ball up will have on the centre wing out of side. Umpire gets us back underway, a champ on the tap, Hosking trying to run onto it, Whitehead, it's all wrapped up by Hosking, 
The umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. Corner of the centre square, out of sight, favouring the Sharks. With 13, 12, 90. Seaford, 4, 5, 29. Hosking gets the 1, 2 out of the contest. It's just tapped forward again. Hosking, oh, just went past her and now Bruton able to clean up for the Sharks. Kicks it inside, attacking 50. Gardner and Garner couldn't <laughs> complete the mark. <laughs> Riding her like a horse there, trying to bring her down, but uh, you won't bring her down easily. Vigliarolo applying the tackle there. Hosking. Time to get the handball away. Gillespie Jones goes back in after it. Welsh, collected by Davey, was able to get boots of ball. Searching for Conway, went past her. Dilly Lucas Rod, fumbling. Now breaks a couple of tackles, got a handball to a champong. Champong feeds it to Bailey. Goes back inside, attacking 50 with the kick. Gillespie Jones got a fingertip to it. Gilda running around the contest. Gillespie Jones, which she was able to shrug the tackle off Gilda. High kick, top of the goal square. Awkward bounce for Mo Hope. Goodwin collects, but then's caught. Gives the handball backwards to Everly. She's ran into the ground. Umpire calls play on. Goodwin comes in with a big crunch. Ball close to the boundary line on the outer side. And it eventually goes over. Jesus. So she is lucky because that could have ended incredibly badly if she wasn't side on Whitehead because she could have t- she could have knocked it cold. Ball thrown back into play. Out the back. Garner brought the ball to ground. Has to go back and try and get it again under pressure from Bigley. A roll low playing. Get a hurry kick in there. Coming out to try and meet it was uh, Bailey over around the pillar. Changpong had it. Hand pass. Sarah Hosking. Oh, caught one high on the way through. Hit the ground. And the umpire's missed it as well. (laughs) She's just gone down like a sack of spuds. And the umpire's got, oh, ball up. She's still not up. No. You could just see her head go, whoa. And then she hit the ground pretty hard. She's getting up very sore, very ginger. And Jeez, I would be too. Stiff not to get a free kick She's out of that. tough on Bray, though, Sarah Hosking. Up goes uh, Brute. And probably it was Ghana, and then Davey had it, and then Bigley Rollo caught her. And we'll call for a ball up. Scully around the grounds in the Northwest Division Grand Final of the VWFL. Uh, a one-goal win to Melton Centrals. A probably to Manor Lakes over Melton Centrals. Bailey at centre-half forward, high kick towards the top of the goal square, Goodwin, good body work, tapped it into play, left it for Benici, who kicks the goal. Well, I thought Goodwin probably should have punched that through, instead she punched it back into play, straight into the hands of Benici, who slots through her first. Becomes another goal kicker for the Sharks, they move to 14-12-96, the Seaford Tigerettes 4-5-29, 67 points at the four-and-a-half-minute mark of the final term, Christy Williams. Well, throughout her junior career, Brittany Benici has played, obviously, lots of images. She's probably got one of the best motors you'll see going around. Well, we probably Kelly Gibson is real good gut runners, the, the two youngsters. But she also spent a lot of time uh, forward, which she probably will for the first few years of her kind of her elite career. But what she does so well is she follows up and she makes fourth, fifths and sixth efforts. And that's what she's done several times today is she's been relentless in, in getting to the drop of the ball and following up, not expecting it to bounce a certain way. And she's been very well rewarded there with a goal. I remember last year um, when she played in the National Youth Girls Championships at Mantra, played four games, got on the plane, shut up on the Sunday to play a fifth Absolutely. game in a week and got best on ground in the fifth yep. game. As coming away is Davey, who manages to pick the ball up, goes for a run, run to set a half forward, put on the right, boom, oh, and a half, oh, can't pull it in, she went for the second bite, the crowd was calling for it in the back, no, says the umpire, Benici rolls over Eberly, she can't extract it, and the umpire will call for a ball up, 30 metres out from the Sharks goal, 
Up in the air it goes. Height to do the ruck work versus Gillespie. Jones put it to ground. Got Gardner. Out to Moana against the boundary line. It's right to the near side. It registers as a minor score. 14-13-97 St Kilda. Seaford 4-5-29. So she, she's been quite well held there, Moe. She has been a little little bit stiff not to get a few extra penalties, but uh, probably not enough umpires on the field to see the free kicks, to be honest. Plain. Kicks it towards the outer half-back flank. Oh, Hosking flew. Couldn't bring it down. Ball ended up momentarily in the hands of... That was uh, Clifford there. Ball back on the deck. And we should get a ball up, and we will. In fact, it was Colwell for the Sharks. Ball up, just inside attacking 50 on the outer side. A champong, the tap to the deck. Seaford trying to get a clearing kick. It was partially smothered. Davey goes in after it. Can't extract it. Richie now for the Sharks. Tries to hold things up. Ball emerges. They were looking for Thompson there. Seaford couldn't collect it. Ball back on the deck. Colwell goes in after it. Whitehead now to Davey on the outside. Tilly Lucas Rod kicks it back towards the half forward flank. Garner might have been oh. held, and the umpire said she was. Free kick going the way of the Sharks. Half forward flank on the outer side. Garner. Let's kick three today. Goes short in towards the pocket, and Hyatt takes the mark. Tight angle. About 35 metres out. A very congested forward line. In fact, every player in the forward half of RF Miles Reserve. Benici made, made the lead, ignored. Hyatt, given they hurry up, and now told to be realigned on the mark. Hyatt comes in. A very congested 50 area for the Sharks. Looking for her second. High kick's going to land at the top of the goal square. Gillespie Jones punches it out. Hands on. No hope at the front. Kick around the body. That is goal number four for Moana Hope. And again, smart play. Saw everyone flying for the footy. Stayed at the front of the contest. Roved it. Kick it around her body. And the Sharks move to 15-13-103. The Tigerettes 4-5-29 on girlsplayfooty.com radio. And ironically, that Sharks score 103 is the exact number of goals that Moana Hope's kicked so far this season. Christy Williams. <laughs> How long have you waited to say that? You Jesus. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's getting a bit blue in here. Bloody hell. <laughs> here on girlsplayfooty.com radio, special insults, Christy Williams, as up there we go again. A champion taps the ball forward. In goes Plane, couldn't pick it up. Chapman tried to make a contest of it. Lane does well again. Got to dance around a couple. Put her on the right boot. Went up the line. Davey trying to make a contest of it. Brought the ball to ground. A champong in there. Got to try and shrug off a couple. Kicked it along the ground. In goes Davey. Dispossessed of the football. Still a scrap on in the middle. Jumping in there as well is rolling. And the umpire blows the whistle and calls for a ball up. We've gone uh, about nine minutes into this final quarter. Ball up in the air. Winning it down. LSB Jones, Chapman to Davey, getting out to Bailey, who lost control of it. Anir, dispossessed. Gardner kicks it forward. Garner now gets it across <laughs> to uh, Bailey, now looking for Davey on the right boot. Mo Hope versus Goodwin. Awkward bounce. Oh, oh, oh. Hashtag the Mo Show. <laughs> Didn't even need to pick it up. Just put a little boot out there in the goal square. Went, yeah, 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 yeah. And put that one through. Mo's got five. And it goes across now to 18. It's a probably 16, 13, 109 St. Kilda, 4, 5, 29 Seaford Tigerettes. 
what obviously makes my hope more dangerous than a, than a typical hit up uh, full forward is that you can't just wear her like a glove and expect to stay in the contest. You have to remain concentration for 99.9% of the time because she flies up everything and kicks that many goals. Clearance goes away of the Tigerettes. High ball in the Conway direction. Couldn't bring it down. Bailey dispossessed of the footy. Kewell Reed coming through. Wrapped up by Gillespie Jones. The umpire says, give it to me. I'll pull it up. First inside 50. Taking 10 minutes for the Tigerettes. Gillespie Jones palms it down. Whitehead sitting underneath it. Paddled it forward to Chapman for the Sharks. Got brought to ground. And then the kick smothered there from Lawrence. Still inside attacking 50 for the Tigerettes. Ebb running onto it. And socketed in front of herself. Tilly Lucas Rod was able to gather. Gave off the handball to Whitehead. Has time to collect. Now under pressure from Ebb. She got one high, did Whitehead. And she'll get the free kick on the halfback flat broadcast uh, outer side. Goes towards the centre wing. Good kick. Gilda takes the mark. Spins around. Attacking side of centre wing. It's a floating kick in the Gardner direction. Just didn't have enough on it. And it will roll over the boundary line and out of play on the half forward flank on the outer side for the Sharks. They're 16 13, 109. The Tiger Reds 4-5-29 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Ball back into play. Champong versus Gillespie Jones who won it down. And Tilly Lucas Rod, hand pass. Fisher under pressure from Conway. Bailey tries to go in there. Couldn't hang on the footy. Wrigley Arolo jumps in as well. And the umpire blows the whistle and says holding the ball. Oh. Interesting to try and pick one out of there. Couldn't even find out who had the ball, but few Fisher... And, few and far between those goals today. Fisher, 55 metres out. Mohope versus Goodwin. Hosking from the front position. Punched it down. Eberle trying to control it. Lost control over the boundary line. And then got a little hug at the end from Brittany They've called it. They, they've called they've deliberate. Called it. He must have saw me do the deliberate side of the back room. Well, there's Fenici, <laughs> decides to run on, snap around the corner, and it is right across the face. Here comes Mo Hope, who just takes out Piri in the contest. Madeline Tilly, hand pass over the top, managing to find her teammate there, who was under pressure in Welsh, close towards the boundary line. No boundary umpire, so just play on if you'd like. Umpire comes in and says, that's a holding infringement, and it is going the way of the Tiger Even though the goal umpire signalled out of bounds, but the field umpire had his back to her, so did didn't see it. Either way, it's a free kick going the way of the Tigerettes. High ball to the halfback flank broad at cast side. Davey couldn't get it. Gillespie Jones brought to ground. Davey now sends the handball out wide looking for George. Couldn't collect it cleanly. Under pressure, Bonnet spins around traffic. High kick back in towards the middle. Clifford intercepts. Runs away from Gillespie Jones. Runs to 55. Kicking towards the top of the goal square. Benici couldn't complete the mark. Handball off to Jones for the Tigerettes. High kick into the middle of RF Miles Reserve. Bouncing ball. Doesn't favour Lawrence. Kula Reed coming through. Got the handball to Whitehead. Gives it back to Chapman, who's brought down by Gillespie Jones. The umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. As uh, takes the football back, waits to throw it up in the air. Away we go again. Brought to ground, trying to cut the way through there. Nearly taken high was Bonnet. Hair pass out, under pressure. Got it across to Thompson, who tried to move it forward. It was smart footy. Got it to Cox, who went towards Rowan! Who took a good mark, beat out Rayside in that contest in the one-on-one, top of the goal square, and really shouldn't have a problem from here. So, Roland looking for her second of the afternoon at the 13.5-minute mark at the final quarter at RF Miles Reserve. 
In comes Roland and just chips it over the top and through it goes. Fly 35 Seaford trailing St Kilda 16-13-109 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. And special comments this afternoon, Fox Hill Cricket Club Premiership hero Christy Williams. Yes, and unfortunately a Melbourne uh, runner-up on the field today, but uh, that's all right. We won't mention that again. They've got some absolute... Did you say Melbourne were runners-up? No, I hope not. We've got some absolute spider Everett and Michael Gardner-style players for Seafitty down in the forward line. They are monstrous, and they are all arms and legs, and... Uh, <laughs> And you don't see too many tall uh, tall forward lines of women's footy, but Seaford have got some very good tall timber. They're taking some good marks. Sign of things to come in future years, hopefully, for the Tigerettes. The final game this afternoon of the 2016 PFL women's competition. High kick out of the middle goes in favour of the Sharks. Gilda able to work her way around Everly. Takes one bounce. <laughs> will take a second. Runs inside. <laughs> attacking 50. She's got to take a third. <laughs> does. Runs to 25. <laughs> kick on the outside of the foot. <laughs> Stays in play. Cut off on the last line oh, of defence no. by Goodwin. <laughs> Tigerettes clearing kick to the half-back flank broadcast side. Punch. Chapman running through traffic. Handball over the top. Gives it to George. A chip kick in the hope direction. Hosking cuts across. Soccer's the footy. Now paddles it towards the boundary line. It will go out of play. She kicked that. I was jumping the fence. It's going, here's your evil small voucher. Put that in the pocket. Done. Deal. <laughs> it's a great run. Fantastic. As the umpire throws the ball up in the air. Away we go again. One out by Hyatt. Got to Benici. Benici went to the top of the square. Gilder has got so much space, it's not funny. All she needs to do is pick it up. One step. Shot at goal. How does it look? It looks pretty good. She's got five. That That's something powerful, isn't it? You look at three forwards. Hope, Gilder, Garner. 13 between them. 17-13, St. Kilda. 5-5-35, the Tigerettes. Massive, isn't it, for the Sharks to have three dominant options up forward. And they all played the game differently as well. And to think, too, you've got Hyatt at centre-half forward, too, that hasn't impacted the scoreboard too heavily and today, just the one And Mick goal. Williams just doing the running today, yeah. <laughs> ready to come back as well. We've got options plenty. Chapman gives the handball to Davey, kicks it out wide, Bailey to run onto it for the Sharks as George in support or oh, fumbled the handball and then it got caught in her feet so it was pushed towards the boundary line. We've really got to pay credit as well to Sean Smith. I mean, think about it. They lost a lot of senior players and ex-spurs that played at the Sharks and have gone either retired or played for other clubs in lower divisions. And they had a younger side and you're thinking, oh, geez, could they really struggle this year? And the way he's just transformed and inspired the younger players in this side to be where they are at the moment is, is fantastic. It's impressive. And all in his first season at the club too. Ball up, just inside from the boundary line. Away we go again. High at the tap, looking for Bruton. Hosking coming through, shrugged off a couple of tackles, tried to get the handball to Jones, who ran into Davey, who extracted the pill and then got wrapped up from Hosking, who's not letting her go. Ball close to the boundary line. Ebb sees it over. We'll get a boundary throw in in front of the Sharks' interchange bench. They lead by 80 points. 
17 gone, final term on girlsplayfooty.com radio. And uh, ball hit the ground, Madeline Tilly won it. Bruton tried to get the hurried little kick away. Going in there is Gardner after it, kicked the ball off the ground. Trying to find Gardner, and then Gardner and Garner, just to make Ooh. things confusing. Chapman goes in there as well, but picked off by Plain, and Plain kicks it long. Oh, look at Oh, ouch! Mia Ray Clifford was going for the mark, got pushed from the front, and as she got pushed from the front, Thompson was going from behind and went whack. It was like a pinball machine, and not in the nicest way. But she gets up, tough cookie. She says, I'm good, let's get on with it. And she gets on the right boot, goes in the Garner direction. Viglia Rollo going with her. Again, Garner, too strong overhead. Put the big nits up, and it's stuck. He's a big kick, but she's decides to go with a short lead to Moana Hope. Got away from her defender and just casually jogged to 35 out from goal. Took a mark and we're lining up from here. So Mo looking for number six and the 105th goal of the season. Slow approach, kicking towards the southern end of the ground here at RF Miles Reserve. Moana Hope, the Collingwood marquee, just pushes it to the left. Minus score, 17-14, 116, St Kilda Sharks, Seaford Tigerettes, 55 35, radio. Plain brings it back into play, high kick towards the broad, uh, the outer side. Big Rollo at the back, couldn't complete the mark. Bonnet running onto it, handballs it to Hosking. Was looking for Gillespie Jones, but she got held up. Kill the read, fumbles, Hosking on her hammer, dives over the top of the footy. How's the umpire going to call it? She lets things go. Whitehead now is all wrapped up by Gillespie Jones and we'll get a ball up between centre wing and half forward for the Sharks. Gillespie Jones, the tap. Davies stole it. Gave it to Tilly Lucas Rod. Her kick smothered. Ball at half forward for the Sharks. Handball backwards to Davy. Her kick smothered. Gardner was in best position. Kicks it inside attacking 50. Plane held up by Garner, who applies another great tackle. Plane working back off the handball. Tried to kick it to Gillespie Jones. And here goes backwards. Kick smothered there from Everly. Ball still on half forward for the Sharks. Good tackle applied by Colwell. They're appealing for holding the footy. They're not going to get it. We get a ball up on the 50-metre arc. Out of side for the Sharks, leading by 81 points. And uh, Madeline Tilly went up in the contest, brought the ball to ground, and they just slap it along the ground. The Sharks not willing to pick it up. Neves finally does, then gets brought to ground. Davey had it momentarily. Hosking goes in there, gets wrapped up. Davey brings her to ground, so does Gardner. And we'll call for a ball up 40 metres out from goal. Any thoughts on our Rebel Sport voucher today? Yeah, locked up already, Pete. Oh. Christy Williams? She's not going to give anything away either. But oh, jeez, holding it for the last second. Moana <laughs> Hope just chipped it in front of herself. Mo goes the hand pass back to Bruton. Bruton has a snap. It's away to the right, and we'll go through for a minor score. 17-15-117. St Kilda Sharks, Seaford, 5-5-35 on girlsplayfooty.com radio, and playing to have the kick in from fullback. She's done most of the afternoon for the Tigerettes. Trailing by 82 points. High kick towards the broadcast side. Davy parked underneath it. Just couldn't take it cleanly. Gilda there hesitated and then applies the tackle to cause a stoppage. 40 metres out from goal on the broadcast side. Umpire gets us back underway. Tap straight to Davy, oh. who shrugged off a couple of tackles. The kick went astray. Will roll over the boundary line and out of play in the outer forward pocket for St Kilda. There's 17-15, 117. 
Seaford 5-5-35. 21 and a half minutes gone in the final term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. And coming up afterwards, of course, our player of the day will get the song and the mojo where we get to ask you all the questions for the Collingwood fans and those following girlsplayfooty.com on Facebook. As uh, going in there is Benici in the contest. Gets crunched at the last second. 35 out from goal, all locked up. We'll call for a ball up as Colwell watches on. Three minutes to play in this game. And the St Kilda Sharks definitely playing finals football. The question is, will they hold on to second or will they go to third? Or depending on the Darabin-Melbourne Uni game getting underway at three. Hand pass backwards by Whitehead to Tilly Lucas Rod, who ran for a run to 50. Keeps it towards the top of the goal square. Mo looks at the umpire asking about a push. The umpire says, get on with it. Viglia Roller, hand pass back, looking for Goodwin. Goodwin gets it across down to Bury, just puts it on the right boot, long and high against the boundary line, and, well, nearly hits the, well, does hits the bus in the end. So you could say that it was a bit off target. <laughs> and there'll be a kick back into play for Tilly Lucas Rod for the St Kilda Sharks nearing full time. Yep, we've gone 22 and a half minutes in the final term. 82-point margin in favour of the Sharks as the ball now pops back over the fence in the hands of Tilly Lucas Rod. Garner presents, takes the mark. <laughs> got one high either way. She'll have a shot from oh, 45 metres out on a tight angle. Winds up on the right boot. High kick, Hope waiting at the back. Climbs, oh. can't take it. Benici at the fall of the footy. Sprays the shot, minor score. Moves the Sharks to 17-16-118. The Tiger Reds 5-5-35 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. As the ball's gone. Oh, the back. Someone's yeah, literally the back. climbed over the yeah. fence. <laughs> and it's a very tall fence. That's <laughs> a skull. It's gone out onto the road. 23 minutes gone. The, the funny thing is, if that was like 24 and a half minutes, you could literally just walk around the place and shake hands. Yeah, that's the game by the time the ball comes back. <laughs> it's gone into the, the uh, front yard of the house on the other side of the road. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Go Reese. Yeah, Reese from the behind. <laughs> and now we got the ball back with a minute and a half remaining in this round 18 Swiss VFL Women's Clash. Plain, long, Everly through her hands. Davies from behind. Bruton just jumped through the middle, then got dispossessed. Conway hands quickly to Kate Gillespie-Jones, who runs away with a great athleticism. Bury back to Gillespie-Jones, then stops. Oh, great smother from Gilda. Gilda, one step on the left, can't ice it. But here comes Moana Hope against the boundary. No, she lets it go out. There was no boundary up by there, so she could have been cheeky, grabbed it and gone, yeah, 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 I'm in. <laughs> but no, lets the ball go out. Does the honest thing. 50 seconds to go, 118 plays, 35 St Kilda leading. Goodwin kicks a wobbly torp towards the half-back flag broadcast side. Ball on the deck in dispute. Colwell trying to grab it, dispossessed. So too Gillespie-Jones. High kick out of the contest. Bailey running onto it. Will send a handball to Benici. She's under pressure. Tries to get around a bit of traffic. High kick, inside attacking, 50, high and underneath it, can't bring it down, Whitehead roving, sends the handball backwards to Neves, Neves kicks it in towards the forward pocket, Hope will be the first one to arrive, got Goodwin on her hammer, might have got one high, the ball's over the boundary line and out of play, I said nothing doing, we'll get a boundary throw in, forward pocket on the outer side, 83 points, will be the final margin here at RF Moles Reserve in a historic day for the Swiss VFL Women's Competition. 17-16-118, the Sharks, 5-5-35, the Seaford Tigerettes. Mo Hope finishes on 5
goals peak, which means how many goals has she kicked over? 104 for the season. Goal kickers today, five for Hope, five for Emily Gilder, three to Jasmine Garner, singles to Brianna Davey, Tilly Lucas Rod, Tamara Hyatt, and Brittany Benici. For the Seaford Tigerettes, two to Jazz Rollins, singles to Sarah Hosking, Megan Walsh, and Caitlin Cox. So in the end, 83 points the margin going to the St Kilda Sharks. They currently sit second on the table, waiting upon the results of Melbourne Uni Darabin. If Darabin win, the Sharks stay second. If Melbourne Uni win, the Sharks will finish third. We will know all that by about quarter past five this afternoon. Christy Williams, who was your player of the day for the $50 Rebel Sport voucher? Yeah, it's, it's, there's a number of good players. Very good signs for the Sharks. It was so evenly spread. To Brianna, Brianna Davey had an excellent game in the midfield, and uh, so Jasmine Garner took some excellent marks, and of course, my hope kicked a, kicked a bit of a bag, but uh, can't can't go past Emily Gilder, who's uh, had some fantastic moments. And, uh, yeah, she'll get the Rebel Sport voucher today. Coxie will get the song and then bring Emily Gilder here. And then afterwards, once Mo's done with all the media, she can come here and we'll have the Mo show for you. We'll have a chat to her. We've got questions as well from all of those on bigfooty.com forward slash forum in the Collingwood forum. We've got a bunch of questions there to ask. And those who also posted on our Facebook page will be asking them of Moana Hope uh, in probably about 10 minutes' time, obviously, once she's uh, done with the other media commitments. As we said, uh, the likes the AFL website here, um, the ABC have been here, the Herald Sun have been here, obviously, for this uh, fantastic historic occasion. But the good thing, I guess, for Mo is because that milestone's passed, next week it's, it's all business. It's all business for the finals. And it was still all business today. I mean, she, she kicked her 100th goal, but they still needed to put on a good show to put themselves in good stead for finals, and they did that. And that's very promising that they didn't lose sight of their objective and they didn't lose their composure at any stage, I didn't think. They, uh, they worked their way through through each contest and they also worked their way back from each challenge that Seaford mounted and they mounted plenty of challenges. The scoreboard might look like a blowout but Seaford were uh, very competitive today and the, the Seaford... Uh, Let me see if the President's making a, a presentation here. He's got the football in the hand which I think is the match football which they saved after she kicked the 100th goal and I believe they're probably going to be presenting it to Moana in the middle of the ground and it'll be interesting to see if she gets... Uh, uh, gets the guard of honour as she comes off as well for a fantastic effort. The goal was kicked at the 12-minute mark and five seconds in the first term. It was Benici who pickpocketed a Seaford player, I think, which was Lawrence. Kicked it round the body from 35 metres out. It hit the top of the goal square. It was Goodwin versus Hope in the clash. Goodwin went to ground. Hope tripped up but kept her feet and then from five metres out slammed it home and that gave her goal 100 of the season as the presentation's being made out in the middle of the ground. The ABC camera crew out there as well, and the applause as uh, they present to Moana Hope. A fantastic achievement. Um, as we should acknowledge, um, not the first woman to kick 100 goals in the country. We know, of course, Abby Holmes was well publicised. That was in the Northern Territory competition a couple of years ago. But I think it's safe to say this is historic. Because it's the first time in Victoria and the first time this new VFL women's competition. But this is regarded as simply the best state competition in the country. Yeah, absolutely. There's not much yeah. competition up there in the Northern Territory. You've still got a slot in, but yeah. Yeah, n- not much opposition for Abby Holmes um, in kicking 100 there. And absolute... Uh, a great defender on it today, we, we should mention, but some absolutely outstanding defenders in this competition. So to kick 100 um, in, in a forward line that is certainly not most centric, there are certainly plenty of other players that can kick goals. So for her to generate that many shots on goal and that many that many goals is just an incredible effort. And uh, not not 
not in a way that the Buddy used to keep that many for Hawthorne and they, they wondered, wow, can we go to the next step with Buddy so centric? They're not most centric at all, which makes it even more impressive. And, of course, they're going to uh, chair off the ground and no doubt to the applause of the crowd as well. The century goal kicker, and she's got more to kick. Absolutely, in, that she does. In the final series. <laughs> There's the water squirt. Moana Hope, a fantastic effort. And, of course, uh, as you'll hear back on the replay, they did the hucker as well. Her family <laughs> jumped the fence, did the hucker up. She kicked the 100th goal on the ground itself. It's been an extraordinary day. And it's been a privilege here on GirlsFaithFooty.com Radio to be here, part of history. As they come off the ground, we'll get the Sharks song. Then the player of the day, Emily Gilder, for her five goals today. It was a fantastic effort. And then, of course, we'll chat to Mo afterwards with questions from the fans as we call it hashtag the Mo Show. <laughs> it will be a bit of fun. And, of course, then they've got two hours to wait. They will know their fate if they're second or third, depending on that Darabin-Melbourne Uni game. But they are definitely in the finals, and they're hitting it, importantly, Christy, with some form. Yes, and and regardless of whether they won it, either way, they won it in the manner that they needed to, and that's what's really crucial and what's really impressive for Sean Smith. As we can hear them firing up, hopefully Coxie will have the microphone on. Doesn't sound like he does. We, we, we can't hear much at the moment, Coxie. So let's hope everything's plugged on here. It is. He's just got to flick the switch that says on, and that usually works. I'll plug it and unplug it and put it in. Yeah. <laughs> no. There we go. St Kilda Sharks, victors today by 83 points, 17-16, to 5-5-35. And they go into the final series. Darabin's in there, Melbourne Uni's in there, the Sharks are in there, and so are the Eastern Devils. We know Darabin will be on top and playing in the major semi-final. We know the Eastern Devils are fourth, and they'll play in the minor semi-final. But the question is, how does second and third end up? The Sharks at the moment have put themselves into second, waiting upon the result. As we speak, coming across to our broadcast position to uh, have a chat with us, our player of the day, kicking five goals today and looking simply electric in the forward line in uh, Emily Gilder. We wait for her to get their headsets. Um, Emily, for you, congratulations. You. Another big win for the Sharks, and you're heading into a final series. Yeah, it was a pretty big win and a pretty tough day out there, and I just want to congratulate Mo on her 100. I think that's absolutely unbelievable. And pretty, she'd be pretty stiff to miss out on player of the match with six goals. Yeah. They had a fantastic game. What do you what do you put it down to today? Anything different preparation? I think um, the focus on Mo helped your game a little bit. Yeah, I think Mo's um, inspiration, a bit of inspiration yep. for me. So I thought that was just a, <laughs> that's what drove me to I think kicking five goals and I think using my speed and just my attack on the ball. Yep. 
Absolutely, we saw a fantastic passage of play where I think you took five bounces down here and yeah. you just missed the goal. Was yeah. it almost a case of I'm stuffed, I can't kick it any further? Or well, it's a very I, tough I, I angle, to be miss, fair. I think I missed kick it. <laughs> yes, yeah, very tough angle for you. You, had, yeah. you guys had 79 inside 50s for the game, which is quite phenomenal. How do you find the difference between yourself, Garner, Phoebe McWilliams, obviously not playing today, yeah. and Hope... How do you guys gel as a pack? You look like you all bring really good things to the table. I think we all we all gel together, but we all we all work as a team. So we all we all contribute together, and we work as one, like rather than in, as individuals. So Absolutely. We, yeah. And Emily, what's your footy story? When did you start out? Um, this is my this is my first year of foot football this year. So oh, blooming it! Plenty yeah. more rebel sport vouchers in there. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And like for some of the other players, did you play another sport before crossing um, over? I did athletics when I was younger, and no, that's about it. I haven't really done it much else. This, yeah, I love. I've always loved football, but I've never had the chance to actually play. So. And what's it been like under Sean Smith? Because he's done a fantastic job, as we said, with a lot of the younger players, yeah. bringing them to the fore and taking on responsibility this year. Yeah, I, I, I really like Sean. He's um, he gives me a lot of lot of feedback and a lot of drive, and yeah, I can only get better from him, really. Absolutely. Well, Emily, it's thank fantastic. you very much for joining us on GirlsPlayFooty.com Radio. You win the $50 Rebel Sport voucher as the player of the day. Enjoy that, and enjoy finals football next <laughs> thank week. You, thank you and the much. crowd goes wild. Well. Loves it. They're going nuts. They've had a bit to drink, but they're okay. <laughs> well done, Emily. Thank you. Thank you very much. Emily Gilder, our player of the day here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Congratulations once again. Mo's going to join us. Mo, we'll let you get amongst your friends and celebrate uh, the win for the St Kilda Sharks. Of course, we will know uh, here on girlsplayfooty.com radio um, in about two and a bit hours' time of uh, if they'll stay second or third, depending on other results. Uh, Coxie joins us. Um, Matt, you, you'll probably know. What's the media? throng in there at the moment <laughs> how long could we be away from getting Moana out? For the first time, uh, I wasn't the only one with a microphone in there uh, this season. There's, uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty hectic rooms in there at the moment, but she shouldn't be too far away. Well, let's hope so. Um, let's go through, I guess, some of the key stats, Christy Williams. Well, we talked about... St Kilda possibly cracking the, the 70 mark for inside 50s, which is phenomenal, particularly women's footy. That's a, that's a great number for, for any level of footy you're at, but 79 inside 50s for a game, and that is a, a, it's just mind-boggling how many times they went inside 50. And the, I thought the Seaford defence really did all that they could. I don't think they could have done anything anything different, to be honest. They, they stood up for an absolute wave of inside 50s, and... Look, they, they also stuck it to them in the clearances St Kilda in the end. They were very well challenged in the Rucker Champagne, but 26, 26 clearances to 12 for Seaford, and that will stand them in very good stead, St Kilda, that even if they lose the taps, they, they often come away with the ball, and, and of course, Brenna Davey, always a big part of that, and Jenna Bruton, and the way that they the way that they can generate clear clear ball from the from the contest is something that can really match it to Darabin who obviously have the clearance machine in Darcy Daisy Pierce, sorry, and Elise O'Day, but that's that's really, really good signs for them that, that possibly if they can get first hands on the footy, they've obviously got the forward line to challenge any any defence. Indeed they do. Now did Mo finish on five or six according to my calculations, just looking around? Five, yeah. It's definitely five. That's what I thought so as well. Um, and uh, of course, Garner, uh, Gilder on five as well. Garner on three. So it was to Hyatt, Benici, uh, Lucas White, and Davy. We're all correct there. Yep. 
And, of course, for the Tigerettes, uh, two to Roland, one to Welsh, Hosking and Cox. i tell you one thing, though. If the game was closer on the scoreboard, it, it, on the rare occasions we do give a, 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 the player of the day to the side that has lost, Natalie Plain would have put her hand up there. She put in a brilliant effort under pressure. Yeah, I've never seen her play football, to be honest. I, I mentioned she's a really, really talented Indigenous cricketer, and she, she's played for Australia in the National Indigenous Program, and very, very good fast bowler and a ferocious competitor. If, if you've met her, you won't you won't see too many people that compete in a game like Natalie Plain does, and she's absolutely brought that into the football field, and not only is she a ferocious competitor, but she has a ferocious right foot that is absolutely booming, and Look, she's a real weapon down back and looks really good in the midfield as well. She, she clears it well. And I, I thought uh, her and as well, Sarah Hosking, her sister, obviously, probably the more uh, well-credentialed of the two. But, boy, she's an impressive midfielder. Hopefully, mine, I hope, will be joining us uh, shortly for the uh, Mo Show to uh, have a bit of a chat with us on the uh, post-game today here on uh, Girls Play Footy. Dot com radio. Uh, plenty of the media to chat to as well. And uh, as we speak here on girlsplayfooty.com radio, we are live here at RF Miles Reserve in Seaford. Not only on girlsplayfooty.com, but we're also streaming live at this moment via Facebook Live. The new technology is here. Oh. Peter Holden with you. Oh, that's good. And of course, also joining us as well, <laughs> we've got Christy Williams and Matthew Cox who joined us today. It was a win in the end, 118 to 35. St Kilda over the Seaford for Tigerettes. As we have a look at our goal kickers chart, five goals kicked today by Moana Hope. Emily Gilder kicked five. Ghana kicked three. We've got a bunch of questions here to have a look. There's the, there's the stats. Here's the stats <laughs> as well. For those that want to take a copy of that, you just want to run through some of the key stats again just quickly as well. Yeah, so Seaford had 12 clearances, 22 rebounds. They rebounded very well out of the back 50, but uh, 79 inside 50s and 26 clearances for St Kilda is the start of the day, Pete. As they're taking a group photo here at RF Miles Reserve, a lot of the media's been here as well. Uh, The AFL website, ABC News is here as well. I think also filming for Australian Story and uh, as well a lot of other uh, independent media showing up to uh, cover this uh, fantastic occasion. Uh, Matthew Cox, can, can you kind of describe what happened when goal 100 was kicked? It was a very interesting passage of play, wasn't it? Benici was able to get the ball about 45 metres out. She stole it effectively. Kicked it towards the top of the goal square. Hope in a one-on-one with Goodwin. Sit it kindly for her. She snaps it around the body and uh, good goal for Moana. Hope to score goal 100. It was one of five this afternoon here for the Sharks in their 83-point victory over Seaford. We should also point out the extraordinary circumstance that happened afterwards where Seaford <laughs> went to their huddle. Uh, the Sharks all gathered around the, their, her supporters. About 22 family members jumped the fence and ran up to her. And then they performed the haka. One of the uh, more unusual scenes, but a great scene out on the the field. It really encapsulated the moment, didn't it? It was uh, quite emotive, I thought. And uh, Moana at the moment is just off in the distance. There's just uh, hugging events from friends and supporters, and uh, hopefully she'll be having a chat with us shortly. In fact, Foxy, I might let you go to see if you can see if you can grab Moana Hope and see if she'll uh, uh, join us here on the uh, pregame show on girlsplayfooty.com radio and streaming live at the moment via Facebook Live. Moana Hope's uh, 100th goal. We said five today at the moment, having 104 for the season. And, of course, uh, that brings her tally, uh, not to a conclusion, because there is still some football to play. Of course, uh, we still have, uh, coming up, the final series. Garabin have finished top of the table, finishing fourth as the Eastern Devils. Second and third at the moment is still being decided between the Sharks and Melbourne Uni. Now, the Sharks are sitting second currently with a double chance. If, if Garabin defeat Melbourne Uni, Darabin and St Kilda Sharks will play off in the major semi-final, but if Melbourne Uni win, 
then Durban and Melbourne Uni will play off in the major semi-final. But they can't miss the finals. The Sharks are definitely in there. The four teams are set. It's just where they finish up. We'll know about quarter past uh, five this afternoon. And, of course, we'll have it all live for you on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Coxie coming back to our uh, broadcast position. We've got a whole bunch of questions on our computer line, up courtesy of the bigfooty.com forum, the Collingwood sub-forum. Uh, they joined us on and asked a bunch of questions, and also those via our Facebook.com live post as well. Coxie? We are second in line. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a deli. Grab that a ticket. She, uh, uh, she's uh, just completing a, an interview there, and then she's got to make a Herald Sun phone call, and then will be joining us. Lisa Caddo doing the uh, media manager responsibilities at the moment for Moana Hope. But she's, uh, yeah, we're, we're a bit down the pecking order. <laughs> she's got a media manager. So, so, so yeah. stick with us for a couple of minutes, folks, here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. But I should also ask uh, both of you, what does this mean? That Miranda, she is the Collingwood marquee player. She is going to be the number one forward playing for arguably the biggest Victorian club, anyway, in the AFL competition. You imagine, you know, the, the Collingwood supporters getting behind her, particularly if they get a run on and some wins early in this uh, women's competition kicking off in February. Well, it's even big in the context of women's footy in Victoria. It's the first female 100 goal kicker. And that in itself, it's monumental. It's historic. It is historic. In the first season of the elite competition, what are we? We had 17, 18 rounds this season. So to be able to do that when you're the number one target up forward, you've got two or three hanging off you every week. To be able to kick 105 goals, did she end up? 104. She kicked five today. So to, to end up with that result, it just goes to show that she's a great player and will be a standout in the national competition next year. One thing we should pay credit to today is Michelle Goodwin. She was the full back, uh, number 31 for the Seaford Tigerettes, who put the hand up to do the job on uh, Mo. Held her pretty good for the first half. Tried to put a screen on her. Was just trying to stand her a metre in front of her. It was almost like she was handcuffed to her. Gave her no space to start with. But as the game went on, and Christy, the inside 50s piled up for the um, for the St Kilda Sharks. It was always going to be hard to stop the flood coming in. Yeah, so we mentioned that we were we was, we were very happy with how Seaford went, the, the, the defence, but no matter how good defence you are, no matter if you're Daniel Talia or whoever you are, you cannot you cannot just help if there is just a wave of inside fifties, and there was today, and and she wasn't. I, I think if we would have looked at the stats of who their percentage of who they went to in the fifty, I don't actually think Mo would have been first in line. I think Gilda and Garner were probably that more their focal points, and that's that's what's even harder for the defence to deal with, no matter how well you do on my hope. If you don't, if you're not following the drop of the ball when uh, the footy can bounce in any direction and Mo generally knows where it's going to bounce, that's there's not much else she could have done, but uh, just she's just too good. And the midfield, you win games in the midfield and that's that's where they won it today. And uh, But it just allowed their forwards to just feast on goals today. In a way, it was her smart thinking, wasn't it, that resulted in, I think it was three out of the five goals that she kicked. She was just able to see when, or sense, when everyone was going to fly for the pack. Yep. There was a couple of times that she just sat back off it, waited for the ball to come, swooped in. There was a goal down the Frankston end of the ground yep. where she did exactly that, kicked it around the body. It was a great goal. But that, that's, what, that's what, in the end, because Goodwin was holding her great in the one-on-one, but yep. it was just the smart positioning of hope throughout the game that got her the five goals. Yeah, and that's why she's got five goals, because she didn't kick, I think she kicked maybe two out on the lead, and it was, the other three were either drop of the ball, or they were 
uh, you know, crumbing her own efforts and, and things like that. And that's what told against her opponent today was she held her well to not let her get out in the lead too much, but just too clever in, in reading the flight or just just the tenacity to have the second and third efforts, which not all not all full forwards have at all. And it came after a very... They, they looked a bit nervous in the first term, the they Sharks. They did. Because Seaford, I think, even though... Oh, they did win the quarter by point, but I think they were... They looked a lot more comfortable than what the Sharks did. They just they did. didn't they didn't know which way to go until Mo got that hundredth goal and then they just settled down and got into the rhythm of the game. Mo just doing her phone call just off in the distance. That means she'll be coming up next here on hashtag the Mo Show, our post game here on girlsplayfooty.com radio for the first time live on Facebook Live. Great to have your company. I thought it was a radio platform, <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, what is this? Bring Facebook the makeup live? along. You're uh, making me feel really old. What is, what is Facebook Live? It is live Streaming via Facebook, and it's almost like a YouTube-type stream. And, uh, of course, uh, it's being used a lot by a lot of AFL clubs, talking with some footballers uh, post-game. And, of course, we're doing it here on Girls Play Footy for this uh, special occasion of making her 100th goal. She's going to answer a lot of fans' questions at a moment's time that you post on Facebook and on the bigfooty.com forum. We should also mention, as well, you said with Goodwin marking her, there was a bit of archy-bargy, wasn't there, in the third quarter. <laughs> Two or three times was threatening to flare up. It was. So there was a, a bit of push, push and shove, which... I think might have been a tactic from Goodwin just to try and get into the mind of Hope, just to even though she kicked the hundredth by that point in time, just to make sure she wasn't getting on top of herself, just to use the the, the body a bit more. But uh, unfortunately, it didn't quite work out for her. And of course, uh, Mo chatting with the Herald Sun. She chatted with the Australian story here, and of course, uh, we should mention as well. Um, that there will be a special coming up soon on the ABC. We're not quite sure if it's this Monday or following Monday. Um, herself and Susan Alberti will be on Australian Story. So that'll be uh, that was certainly something special. It is, and Mo's got a great story from her time yeah. in one, one of 14 kids as well. Yeah, it is an incredible story. So uh, we'll be sure to watch that one. And, of course, Susan Alberti. An incredible, another incredible story, yeah. an incredible, incredible that'll, woman, that'll obviously. High-rating one as the bus is just navigating its way out of the... Uh, yeah, they, literally brought, they literally brought the Mo bus, as you can see in the background. 22 of them all put into a thrifty bus. So you got the hashtag the Mo show, hashtag the Mo bus, and that'll be back in the final series, no doubt, all camped behind the goals. There's about 40 or 50 of them all staying behind the goals here at Half Miles Reserve. The end that she kicked the goal at was just off in the distance, that goal towards the northern end. That goal squared from about three metres out, which was tripping over, but managed to keep her feet and kick it home and uh, kick the goal here at uh, the beautiful RF Miles. Miles Reserve in Seaford. Home of the Tigerettes, who uh, this year we just should quickly pay credit to Seaford. Uh, they will finish the year uh, in seventh position. But uh, a great first up effort from them coming up from the old VWFL Division 1 to play State League football. And they knocked off uh, Diamond Creeks. They knocked off one of the old Premier Division sides and um, ran a few close as well. For most of the year, they were competitive. And that's as a, one of those sides coming up from the old Division 1 in the VWFL. That's all you could have asked for this year. And I think we've mentioned a number of times on the broadcast that they had the attitude of, we've got all to gain and nothing to lose, let's see what happened and enjoy our footy. And it got them some great results this year. It got, didn't get them quite some good results, some poor results as well along the way. But that's what you expect from a young side developing. And as we mentioned, it's a fairly strong in terms of depth, fielding three sides this year. Um, they're, they're in for, for a great future, the, the Seaford Tiger Reds, even though they were... A bit unlucky today, 5-5-35, getting defeated by the Sharks, 17-16-1-18.
So that's the scorecard in the end, quarter-by-quarter quarter scores. As, uh, again, Mo just on the phone waiting for her to come across, and then she will join us uh, on the hashtag the Mo Show for all your questions, uh, courtesy of the Bigfooty.com uh, Collingwood Forum and, of course, on the Facebook uh, Forum as well. Uh, a great afternoon football. The Seaford people have actually uh, split quickly to leave because the Seaford Tigerettes reserve sides there, Division 2 sides, playing the VU Western Spurs in a grand final. That's being live-streamed by the vwfl.com.au website. Uh, that's at Coburg City Oval. Um, that game gets underway at 2.30pm. And uh, for the Tigerettes, a little bit of heartache for them, uh, that particular side, because in Division 2, two years ago, they lost the grand final by a point. Up, They kicked a goal with 30 seconds to go, but with the ball to come back to the centre, they just couldn't get it back in time for another shot. And then they lost it again in the same situation by under a kick as the ball was coming back to the middle against Knox last year to get eliminated from the Division 1 preliminary. Yeah, they haven't had a good luck with the old uh, no time on rule, unfortunately, for the Tigerettes. And as we speak, we can just see uh, Mo in the distance. He'll be coming to join us uh, soon on girlsplayfooty.com radio. She's got the uh, football uh, under the hand as well. And, of course, uh, we've got a bunch of questions to uh, ask her on the uh, country team, saying thanks to Ann Rolton and plenty of the supporters that have uh, done well for her and to uh, make sure that the Sharks are out there in the park and she's able to uh, play footy. Of course, you will uh, hand over the uh, headsets and, of course, uh, we'll have a quick little chat and we'll get through some of uh, your questions here on gosplayfooty.com radio. And also joining us live via Facebook Live for the first time, finishing with five today, 104 for the home and away season. Moana Hope, just quickly, how does it feel to kick 100? Uh, uh, I haven't actually, it hasn't actually sunk in yet. I sort of just wanted to get, you know, get some, you know, as a team, get the goals on the board and, and finish off those structures really well with... We needed some. Po- we need. We need a lot of points today to make sure that you know if uh, Melbourne Uni did come away with the win against Darwin, you know we had to make sure that we had the points. To try and get the double chance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you all truly did that. Now this is your inside fifty count here. You had seventy nine inside fifties for the game, don't? And sorry. Uh, to only sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be a mistake. <laughs> yeah, it's not an apple. It's a mistake. <laughs> um, so incredible like you just flooded it in there and I thought you guys worked so well together and what, what's it like down there with the, the first year that we, we gave our player of the match to what's it like playing uh, with her she's uh, got electric speed and uh, um, uh, sorry we're talking about Emily uh, Gilda Emily Gilda sorry and Jasmine Garner you guys are so different and uh, you kicked five goals today but so did Emily Gilda and it's yeah. just a so many of you can yeah. contributing so much, and that's the thing. That's you know that's something I guess that that's something that's the strength of ours. You know, if defenders go to me, we've got you know six to eight other forwards that can slot the goal. So yeah. oh, happy days they all come to me because it frees up everyone else, and, and and that's just one of our strengths, which is great. And we, and we haven't fully exposed that yet. So going Absolutely. into finals, that's exciting. Uh, a bunch of questions were asked uh, during the week on Bigfooty.com on the Collingwood Forum and on our Facebook page as well, Moana. The first question coming from Dawson. Ask the question, what do you think will change for you, your life, in having the chance to be paid to play in this new league? I think, you know, as somebody that loves football more than life, uh, the money in itself, it's great, and it's, you know, that's exciting. But I'm just I'm just excited to play AFL football. I think it will help with things like uh, when I go to Cairo and, I, you know, if I go get a, a massage during the week, which I do weekly, those things are, you know, that money will help around that, that aspect. So it's... um. 
you know, it will help in that area, but at the same time, uh, you know, I highly love football, so <laughs> I'm just excited to play. And just some congratulations from Zach Brown and T- Tracy Gleeson, who are listening in at the moment. Um, another question uh, Dawson asks is, what's it been like to join the Collingwood family? Oh, <laughs> you know, the thing is, I've just been blown away. I've, I've kind of been gobsmacked by the support and, and how amazing they've been. Like, I had, there's actually been a few that were here today, just Collingwood supporters that messaged me on, on social media saying they want to come down and have a look. And they came down last week, and, and they've been amazing. Like, I, you know, I went into Collingwood quite a few times, and... I just feel like, you know, one of the family, Part which of the is family. awesome. It's just, yep. you know, it's I can't even put words, put the words together yet. So for me, I, I can't wait to hit the track. Uh, an interesting question from Colin Wood, but I'm assured that she's a female. She says, when <laughs> when I was growing up, I wanted to be a Collingwood runner since there was no female role models uh, actually playing the game. Uh, she asked, as a <laughs> child, um, uh, she asked the question, um, as a child, uh, what did you dream of being when you grew up? Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> You're a child, you want to be everything. I think, you know, I, I remember growing up and playing footy with all my brothers that you've probably got to see most of them today and just running around calling yourself an AFL footballer. That was exciting. I guess back in the day you didn't really see, you never really thought that that would actually happen. So <laughs> I, I just wanted to, you know, make sure I was, you know, successful with a job. But now I just want to play AFL football. So it's, it's sort of changed with this opportunity that's come come around and that I'm, I'm so grateful for. Also, Colin would ask, uh, what are your footy goals in the inaugural season? Um, I, like at the moment, I'm waiting to get around around Collingwood, around the girls once we once we put the team together, and you know, really put some goals together as a team, and and that's what I'll work towards. You know, personally, I just want to make sure my fitness is up, and I'm always getting better and better, and that'll come with the training that um, Collingwood have planned for me. So that's you know, goals for a team wise. And personally, I won't, don't want to set any until the team's about. And Alina Hope just goes, love your sis. So she's uh, watching online as we speak. Um, uh, Rob Roy 22 asks, what words of advice can you offer aspiring girls 14 to 18 who are just starting out their AFL journeys after arriving from Afghanistan and Iraq? It's the curly one. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think at that age, you know, 14 to 18, is you're still young, I think it's really important that you have fun. You know, go find a team where, you, you know, you can you make some mates and play football and, and, and continue to develop and continue to get better, keep pushing yourself, but smile. You have to have fun. If you don't have fun, you know, it gets too much. So, you know, at that age, have fun. Always work on your, your skill work and that's all you can do. Well, the next question we've got from 1892, Int- interesting username there. There's a couple of questions, but what... <laughs> What I would rather ask is, would you rather play for a Brownlow slash Colburn medal or play for an award named after a champion female player slash administrator? I'd rather just play for my team. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't play for any of that stuff. That's, if that stuff ever happens, it happens. But at the end of the day, I just play I play for my teammates, and that's all I play for. And 1892 asks, um, how much involvement have you had with Collingwood since the signing? Um, a bit, actually. It's been great. They've been, as I said, they've been amazing. I've been to uh, function. I've actually got to go in this week and do some work with Wayno in the gym and on, on the court, which was, was you know, for me, I was just like a little kid in a candy shop because they had, like, this big screen and this moving target. So I didn't want to – they made me get off because we've finished our time, but I would have stayed there all week. <laughs> uh, they also ask a question, which I guess from a team point of view, um, uh, is the golf between the former Premier Division sides and former Division One sides as great as the results suggest? Suggest. Um, as in, of course, like Seaford used to play in Division One, along with like Cranbourne, Geelong, etc. 
Um, and of course, there's been some big on the scorecard. It shows like hundred point yeah. wins, etc. Is it is I, it a lot tougher though? Besides what the scoreboard says, I don't says? think the scoreboard says it because you know everyone's got to start somewhere. I know you know the Sharks years ago were in a similar place. You just got to keep building. And these girls came up from a lower division. They've got great run. They've got great skill. The more they mould, the more they hit the track, the better they're going to get. So give them a couple of years, and they're going to be you know top of the ladder as well. So it just takes time. It's just, you know. You probably see it in the men's league as well. Yep. Uh, another question asked, they go, um, uh, when does training officially start with you? And have you already, you said with Wayne, already started spending time with the coaches? Yeah, I have already. I'm, I'm just super keen to get better and just keep <laughs> developing. So I sort of, you know, I want to get in the gym whenever I can. Officially, I think preseason starts uh, late November, but I'll definitely be in a little bit earlier than that. Uh, Kappa asks, Moana, if you could make one change to improve female participation in footy, uh, what would it be? That's a hard question. I appreciate <laughs> <laughs> um, Look, I think if you look at the stats, and the stats speaks for itself, it keeps doubling uh, female Man. football. And, and with all the pathways, and I, I actually went to a um, Glenora Council sitting a couple of weeks ago, and there was just so many people coming at me wanting to start women's women's teams and stuff, and that's just so exciting that people want it. And you know, I don't think I think all the work that the AFL is doing, the VFL and the bigger AFL, it's a credit to them because we're just going to continue to grow, and it's just going to give more pathways to the girls. Uh, another question asked by Trade Draft: um, Did did you know if any of the other clubs showed interest in you? Um, there was conversations had uh, with other clubs, but personally, like uh, I know that once I went for a meeting, I went for an interview with Collingwood, and I got to you know meet the coaches and get a feel for what direction they wanted to go. That was home for me. I'm, I'm a very family uh, orientated person, and, and the family feels even with their supporters, and that's why they got the biggest support sport base in the, in the country. So that's where I wanted to go from from day dot. And just quietly with the Brody connection, of course, <laughs> with Eddie McGuire. So he's I'll, been anyway, going on any, about it. Any opportunity to talk up the Brody connection, I always all will. I, <laughs> I loved meeting him. I thought he was just beautiful. One of the nicest men. Absolutely. Let's ask some Facebook questions. Uh, Elkie Brooks asked, um, what do you think of the modified rules that are going to be trialled in the exhibition game? Of course, they're talking about stuff Hmm. like um, smaller ball, etc. Look, I'm not a big fan of changing the game that we love the most at all. I'm not. Uh, But I know the AFL have have plans and they want to do whatever they can to improve the game. Uh, it's a really hard one because I'm, I'm in the middle because yeah. I, I love the game. I grew up, yeah. I grew up, you know, saying to myself, oh, you know, he comes out 50 metres out at the age of 10. But that's what you do. You know, you don't want the rules to change and, and, you know, girls have to say one thing, the boys have to say another. But if it's just to get the game rolling and, and get the league happening and getting it more exciting for the crowd, then, you know, we'll play that as long as, you know, at the end of the day it comes back to, you know, traditional AFL football. And, of course, uh, Jared Potter jumped in there saying uh, planning, planning and training all year round with the National Women's League, the VFL Women's Competition, it's going to be a momental effort. Um, how do you think players will cope with all the additional workload and playing load? To be honest, I think they're just going to be excited. Like, I'm excited. I, I, like, give me 100 days a week to train, I'll do it. Because it's AFL and you love it. And you, you get to train in the best facilities. You get to train with the best coaches and have the best programs. And if that's going to develop your game, who wouldn't be excited to do that? So I don't think the girls are going to look at it and say it's going to be too much. I think they're going to look at it and grasp it and run. And uh, just one last question. It was in from Tara Curtis. She asked... Uh, what do you focus on or practice to increase the distance of your kicks? Oh, they never run a black to know the answer to this question. <laughs> oh, I work a lot. Like, I, I don't just work on one thing. I sort of work, try and work on everything. I hit the gym a couple of times a week. I work on my acceleration. Anything that I can do to better my game, I do that. There's nothing I really do to make myself kick further. I think it's all about accuracy and 
probably didn't share that much today, but we were talking about that. <laughs> but, you know, it's all about, you know, it's all about, you know, just consistent ball drop and having that routine that you have. And just one last one for me, just before you go. Um, did you know it was going to happen? And what was your feelings when the haka happened out there on the ground? Well, I, I feel it's going to happen because my family's very traditional. It's it's um, <laughs> yeah. it's a beautiful thing. We do it. You do it. We do it any time we celebrate something, whether it be family, whether it be Christmas. You know, we, we do it cemetery with my dad. So um, I wasn't surprised that they did it. It gave me butterflies. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just a beautiful thing for my family. It really does top off. Um, for me, topped off that day. Well, Melanie, you've been very generous with your time. Thank you very much for joining us on girlsplayfooty.com, and we wish you all the very best of not only with the finals obviously coming up for the St Kilda Sharks, but next year pulling on the Collingwood Jumper. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Congratulations. Melanie Hope, the 100 goal kicker, joining us here on Girls Play Footy. Congratulations. You've got the match ball. Go and enjoy victory and look forward to some finals footy next week. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Moana Hope here on girlsplayfooty.com radio, and fantastic to have her uh, with us in the uh, commentary position. And uh, also, thanks to everyone who uh, made all the questions online as well from the bigfooty.com forum in the Collingwood subsection, uh, from Facebook who joined us as well. Um, tremendous questions and uh, Coxie as you can see everyone's sticking around because it was hashtag the Mo Show today yeah um, a great day wasn't it for, for women's footy and another reason that this game is growing from strength to strength and, and you know what the great thing about it as well and uh no disrespect, obviously, to Daisy Pearce, who deserves all the applaudits that she has got throughout her career. But, of course, a lot of the media, last year in particular, was a lot Daisy-focused. Now it's the camera's moved for the moment, at least this week, to Moana Hope. It's moving to other players, and that's great for the competition that others are getting pushed into the spotlight. We're getting other stories, and that, yeah. that's fantastic because it isn't just about one player or one club. There's eight of them competing next year, and... God knows how many players are going to be involved. So it's great that we are able to start getting the insights into uh, into all the players that are going to be involved. Well, we better wrap up because we've got to wait that semi-final football next week here on girlsplayfooty.com. We'll know by quarter past five this afternoon uh, who is playing who, but the four sides definitely in Darabin, St Kilda, Melbourne Uni and the Eastern Devils. Matthew Cox, thank you as always. Thank you, Peter, and uh, currently on the live ladder, because I know we were doing that last year in the final round of the season. <laughs> oh, uh, we've got St Kilda in second and Melbourne Uni in third. But uh, keep an eye, no doubt, the uh, girlsplayfooty.com Facebook page will be all over the results this afternoon. And backing up for a second game in a row, thank you very much for all your work, Christine. We look forward to seeing you during the finals. And look, super efficient today, because I've already got a graph out. Your graph? <laughs> I've got a graph of my statistics, a little comparison graph. Uh, I'll put it up on yeah. Twitter. And uh, no, Mo thought it was a mistake. It was certainly not a mistake. They did have 79. It isn't a typo. They had 79 inside 50s. <laughs> and let me just tell you quickly, the best pie chart I've ever seen is actually a picture of a pie with a slice taken out of it, and it says... Pie not eaten, pie to be eaten. You, you, you forgot about the uh, caramel slices. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 put that in there. Christy and Matthew, thank you very much. I'm Peter Holden. Thank you very much for joining us on girlsplayfooty.com radio. We've got to get going. We'll catch you again next week, Saturday or Sunday. Keep it on at girlsplayfooty.com and we'll let you know when the finals are on and when we're calling them.